This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's one 800 259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, we are here with you from an unusual location today. Today we are at the 2009 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. And it is a, going to be yet another fantastic, spectacular event. If uh, if one can judge by the quality of the, the people that are sitting here in this room watching us, uh, people have been coming... Then coming in and out, saying hello, introducing themselves. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a friendly crowd. It's a great crowd, and it's a great time, and we are going to be broadcasting live from the Liberty Forum all weekend long. So if you're in the New England area, great chance to come on up and experience what it's like to be around hundreds of other people who are of like mind, people who get the ideas of freedom, and it really is just an amazing time. So we're glad that uh, you're out there listening, and if you're here in person in Nashua, New Hampshire, at the Crown Plaza Hotel, whether you're here tonight or you're here all weekend long or you're just, just going to show up on Saturday, you can do all of the above. Uh, you can show up. You can buy a one-day pass at the door. You can't get a room in the hotel, however, because a hotel is sold out. I believe there is a, apparently another hotel across the street or something like that. i got a love seat in my room. You can sleep on that. Uh, so... So, as always, you can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. We are going to go right into your phone calls. Still, that is the point of the show. Even though we're live on location, we'll still take your calls about absolutely anything. I know, Mark, you have uh, rounded up at least a couple of guests to sit in on the third microphone here. Yep, I can keep them coming, too. And I did see Sam out there somewhere, so inevitably we'll hear from some of our uh, regular co-hosts as well. We'll start things out here tonight with Jim in Illinois. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, uh, Ian. Hi, Mark. It's uh, been a while since I've talked to you. Um, listening to the podcasts, uh, and oh, and Mark, by the way, you'll uh, be happy to know that I have taken the survey that you talked about. Excellent. I am over over forty. There you I'm go. I'm forty, so so I took the survey for Thank you. you so you, there you go. So what's on your mind um, tonight? Reason I'm calling. Reason I'm calling. Um, had an incident yesterday with uh, the Department of Children and Family Services, quote oh, unquote, boy. services or as I like to call them, the Department of Children and Family Separation. Yeah, um, this doesn't usually go too well. What happened? No. Um, somebody, and of course it's anonymous, because, you know, God forbid they should uh, stand up and be counted as people. Mm-hmm. Or they follow um, the Constitution somebody, and you face your accuser, you know? You, you, one would think so. But, um, you know, what happened is, is that somebody called and, and told the DCFS that our house was a mess, and the mess was endangering the children. Now, wait a minute. Are you We've a pack rat? To... Jim, are you a pack rat? Well, I'm between my uh, my roadmap collection, my computer stuff, and my Atari uh, games, uh, well, there's that. But, um, you know, we've got three kids, and we don't live in a gigantic place. Mm-hmm. And we got a mother-in-law who thinks that, you know, because we moved from a smaller place to a slightly bigger one, that we have a black hole we can stuff everything in. Go figure. Gotcha. But I mean, but, is it to um, the point where you have little paths that you have to walk around, and there are newspapers stacked up to the ceiling? I mean, are you able to actually walk from one side of the room to the other in multiple directions, or are you just stacked full of stuff? No, we can we can walk from you know where, wherever we want. But it, okay. I mean, it is so you're not a, a heck of a lot then. messier, and the kids have uh, the kids have been well. There's a question of supervision, but uh, that's. Yeah, not an issue I really want to go into. That's more you know, of a personal is, issue there. 
We, we can get into but, the details, um, but this is kind of scary. I mean, the, the idea that somebody who you had trusted to come into your home is now essentially saying that, you know, they don't think your home is a safe place, and they're not even bothering to say it to your face. They're going through the government bureaucracy for the anonymity that that is providing them. It's just disturbing, isn't it? I mean, because now you don't know who is this person that has got it in for you that you've allowed into your home. Well, the, the scariest thing is about seven, eight years ago, we had another situation, exactly the same thing happened to us. And they wouldn't tell us who our accuser was, but it was pretty easy to deduce who it was. It was my own father who called the, the government on us. Instead wow. of offering to maybe help, you know, get the place into shape, he decided it was better to get the feds and have them threaten to take our kids away from us. You know, that never goes well because, you know, once they get it, once the uh, bureaucrats get in their mind that, oh, this person could be dangerous, you know, mm. it, they're, they're always going to keep their eyes out for you and, and your kids aren't safe the whole time. Yeah, what happened, I mean, the whole the thing that really ticks me off about the situation is I was at work. Okay, I work, I work 50, about 50 miles away, and that's not a drive that I really like. Fortunately, it's mostly cornfield. There you go. So it's not very stressful. But the fact that I had to come home early to help smooth out the situation, you know, they were long gone by the time I got here. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an hourly employee, so, you know, I'm missing out on half a day's pay. I think they'll, sure. you know, let me take whatever, you know, I think they'll let me take sick day. And then I had a sticker, you know, call a sick day today, to, you know, to take to, to help work around here. Um, you know, I can use my sick day, but what happens if later on in the year my kids get sick and I need to take it off, or if I get sick and I don't have the sick day available? They don't care about that, Jim. You will do as oh, they say. Oh, of course not. Oh, of course not. So what I mean, happened in this case? Before, it's all about obedience. Well, what happened was, is, is that apparently the guy forced his way into the, refriger or into the refrigerator. Well, he did that, but he forced his way into our house. Uh, didn't realize at the time, you know, that we could have asked him for it. Well, actually, the first time this situation happened, we asked, we told the, uh, I got two separate, I'll focus on the current one. Um, what happened was, now this is coming from my wife. She was at home, I was at work, so I wasn't here for the visit. But she was telling me that he asked what she did for a living, what I did for a living, where we were born. So this bureaucrat, um, let me see uh, if I've got this straight, Jim. This bureaucrat from CPS or whatever the hell they're called in Illinois shows up at your house, knocks on the door. You're not home at that moment. Your wife is home. And he begins, he forces his way inside and then begins interrogating your wife. That's, that's what's happening? That's what happened. Um, one part of the story that I forgot to mention is, is that she had been home ten minutes from picking up my uh, my son from the bus stop, mm -hmm. we go to government school because we can't afford to, because uh, we can't afford to go to public school, and we're not really comfortable with homeschooling at this point. But what so, happened was, is yeah, go ahead. When uh, when she was walking home, my son, who's six years old, told her that that they had a meeting. He talked to an official at school who was not the principal, um, and they asked him questions. Now. A lot of times my son, being six, will tell me what I want to hear and not necessarily the truth. So I held off until I heard from my other children, which are eight and ten. And they all told me that they were asking if I beat my wife. They were asking um, if I have a job. 
if I have anger issues, and they took full and they took uh, pictures of my kids. Wow. And then what happened is is that oh man, I'm just, I'm, a, I'm a little nervous here. And That's okay. The situation's okay. kind of got my nerves on end here. Understandable. Uh, I called the principal of the school later on, and he was like, and I asked him what went on in the meeting. And he couldn't give me any specifics because he told me that he didn't want to get fired. Or, I'm sorry, no, he didn't want to get arrested. That's what it was. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, of, and, of course, as you can imagine, that, well, uh, I was, I was uh, seriously PO'd about that situation. I mean, he couldn't tell, him being a government employee could get arrested for telling me what another government employee was doing to my children. And I asked him if I had, had any rights in this situation, and he said, oh, if I was in your shoes, I would be upset about not having any rights, too. <laughs> I don't know how much I believe that. Yeah, I'm sure that didn't do, do too much to uh, assuage your concerns. You know what, I want to come back with a little bit more of this story, because I'm still a little confused as to what's going on, and of course I've actually got a lot going on here at the, in the studio, so we're going to bring you back here, Jim. 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're live from the 2009 Liberty Forum, 1-800-259-9231, more Free Talk Live coming up. Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, 1-800-259-9231. Doing the show tonight live from the 2009 uh, New Hampshire Liberty Forum at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Nashua, New Hampshire. We're going to tell you a little bit more uh, about the Liberty Forum here. In fact, I'm sure we'll be telling you a lot more over the entire weekend because we're going to be here all the way through Saturday night's show. Uh, we're taking your phone calls as we always do, and we do have some guests that we're going to line up here and uh, put in and plug in as well. So we're going to start, uh, or we're going to continue actually with Jim, who's in Illinois. Jim, you were telling us that you had an incident with CPS, the so-called Child Protection Services Bureaucracy. They showed up at your house. You were not home. Your wife was there. She didn't know better uh, and opened the door. They then, or he then, pushed himself inside, as many pushy bureaucrats tend to do, uh, and began asking a barrage of questions. You attempted to kind of look into the situation, as I understand it, at least, and tell me if I've got anything wrong so far, but you tried to look into the situation of the schools, uh, at the school with the counselor, and he said he couldn't give you any information, so you're just being cut off at, uh, at every turn. But what happened when the bureaucrat came in and, and began asking the questions? Where, where did it go from there? Well, like I said, I wasn't home at the time. My wife was uh, handling everything. But um, when I got home, my wife was, in, she was broken down and in tears. She was saying that the bureaucrat basically belittled her at every turn, and she just she she just lost it, and she she couldn't deal uh, deal with the emotions. 
They did now, what, ask. Um, what was the end game? I mean, did the bureaucrat just come and make some threats? Are they going to try to steal your kids? Where are they going from, from this point? All I really know at this point is, is that they're going to come back and inspect, inspect our house on Wednesday of next week. And if it doesn't meet their criteria, I'm assuming they're going to try to take the kids. I've already That's some made pretty, pretty frightening stuff. Uh, I've already made arrangements to pull my kids out of school that day, and mm -hmm. they're going to stay with a friend, and they're going to stay there all day. I'm not going to have That's them anywhere near a government bureaucrat that day, and they're, I'll, I'll go to jail before they take my dog on kids. Well, that's good. I mean, if you're willing to go that far, then I have to ask you, when they come back, are you planning on opening the door for them? Yeah, but I'm also planning on having my video camera ready. Ah, nice move. That's a, that's yeah, a great idea. Yeah, in fact, when idea. my wife called, I was under the impression that they were actually on the way. And I told her to grab the video camera and to tape them when they come, and she said, no, they had already been here. Mm. Yeah, have that thing ready and you know, have a fresh battery charged up, tape loaded up, ready to go. And that'll change the way they behave. That is for sure. Because that way, if they're walking around inspecting your home, you're actually recording what they're inspecting. And if they file some report that makes a claim, you've got the video evidence to prove otherwise. So I think that's a really smart idea. And for just for those people listening that have kids and are concerned that something like this could happen to them, because it really can happen to anybody. I mean, if somebody decides they don't like you anymore, maybe a, a busybody neighbor or, a, in this case, a friend that maybe is not the friend you thought they were, and they snitch you out to the CPS, then this is what can happen. I mean, you can have your children stolen from you. So one of the things I'd like to suggest is what uh, our friend Barry Cooper suggests from NeverGetBusted.com, and that is whether it's a cop or a CPS worker or whatever government bureaucrat it is, if somebody's knocking on your front door and you don't know who they are and you're not expecting anybody to be visiting you that day, you have no obligation whatsoever to, number one, open the door, or number two, even talk to that person. So uh, obviously it's too late for you guys to, to handle a situation in that way, but for anybody listening... There's no obligation on your part for these uh, for you to open the door or even talk to these folks. Now they're probably going to threaten you. They're probably going to try to scare you. They're probably going to say they're going to get a warrant and come back with the cops. Fine, let them. Uh, at least then you've still got some more time between whenever that happens because they they're going to have to go and fi file paperwork and and go through whatever bureaucratic hoops that they'd have to go through to make that uh, to make that actually occur. What we see is the bureaucrats tend to just use their uh, use their powers of suggestion or their so-called uh, presumption of authority to essentially just, like you were saying, push their way in. I mean, mm -hmm. if you open that door a little bit and he thinks he's got uh, authority, he's just going to push his way in his house or your house. Now, I, but if I he, alluded yes, to, uh, to a, a similar situation of like this happening seven, eight years ago, same exact situation, although the difference is mm -hmm. I knew who called them, and needless to say, I didn't speak to my father for a long, good long time afterwards. But... Um, this, the, the earlier time, the, uh, the agent came up and asked to see the house, and I told them to leave. They came back with a police officer five minutes later, no warrant, and she had told the officer that I threatened her. I told her to leave. How is that a threat? They I just find said, get off my property. Threatening, uh, threatening. I said, get off my property. Well, or, get I out of my this... house, rather. I hope this all works out for you, Jim, and uh, will you do us a favor and keep us in the loop? Let us know what happens when they, when they return. I do have a thread posted up on the, on the BBS about the situation. Um, as things develop, I'm posting them there, and I will definitely call you back 
And uh, regardless right. of what happens, the video is going up on YouTube same day. Awesome. Great. <laughs> Thank you, minutes. Jim, and good luck. Thank you for good the story tonight, and thank you for there, taking right? the time. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. We're live from the 2009 Liberty Forum. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. The Institute for Humane Studies is offering 12 different seminars this summer in locations across the country. Participation is free, and the IHS covers meals and housing. Seminars are for those who simply are curious about libertarian philosophy, to those passionate about liberty, even those who want career advice, networking opportunities, and lectures relevant to each career path. Go to theihs.com. The That's theihs.com and register today. Deadline is March the 31st. Okay, so we're going to break into the calls here because we have a individual sitting in the studio with us. And he's on microphone number three. Mark, can we uh, can you introduce this gentleman? This is Aaron, and he's the uh, c comedian tonight. Remember you said that we were going to have a comedian on? I didn't know if we were going to have him on. I knew there was going to be a comedian here. And so, uh, Aaron, welcome to Free Talk Live. How are you tonight? Thanks. Uh, thanks for having us. We're, uh, we're happy to be here. Excellent. It, so, it's standing room only in this studio right now. It's absolutely incredible. We can't fit another body in here, quite frankly. We're probably violating a state fire code. I'm frankly, sure. I'm certain we've violated several. Proudly. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time. Uh, they're not going to come bothering us. It's a lot of open carry going on here. <laughs> so, so Aaron, you're a, you're a comedian. Uh, why are you at the Liberty Forum? I mean, what, what brings you to this event? Ah, well, you see, I lived in my parents' basement for seven and a half years. <laughs> And uh, then decided that I wanted to become a homeowner. And as soon as I started paying taxes, I discovered libertarian philosophy right quick. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you. So for the last two years, I've been studying Austrian economics like a madman. And I'm still amazed that there are people in this country who think that Austrian economics is the way that Arnold Schwarzenegger made his living. Mm. But... Uh, it, uh, I'm just excited to be here. Uh, I was raised in a conservative household until the age of reason. And uh, thankfully, uh, that hit late in life, uh, <laughs> around the age of uh, 35 for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's, uh, it's good to be among like-minded people. I escaped the empire state. Uh, so uh, I'm thinking of moving here, quite frankly. That's fantastic. Yes. So. As a matter of fact, you, you, we were just, you and I were just looking over the list of uh, most authoritarian states. And... It's odd. Which one came out at number one? Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, the, the state that has the motto Excelsior ever upward, which is exactly where our taxes head every year. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we're, we're the, uh, our fruit, our state fruit is the apple because it's rotten to the core. Yeah. Yes, we're the state that elected a governor who would like to get it on with prostitutes, but then prosecute legitimate businesses. Now, now, Aaron, I want to—I uh, would like to bring you back here in this next segment if you've got time. I know you've got sure. a show to start at eight o'clock, so we're going to get you out of here by seven forty-five. More coming up here in moments with uh, Aaron. He's a comedian. I don't know his last name yet. We'll figure all that stuff out. Maybe he's got a website too. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, you can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that is freetalklive.com. By the way, features including the bulletin board system caller earlier mentioned it. It is full of things for you to waste your time with. Uh, over 400,000 posts, lots to talk about, serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all, and it's all free, over at bbs.freetalklive.com. You know email is not secure, but hey, privacy's dead anyway, right? Wrong. Introducing privacyharbor.com with an easy-to-use, secure email alternative. You can sign up today for a free account today at privacyharbor.com. 
because normal email is not secure. That's privacyharbor.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We will get back to the phone calls in a bit here, but we are continuing uh, discussing things uh, with, with uh, Aaron David Ward. I now know his last name and his middle name. He's got three of them. He has himself a website. It's AaronDavidWard.com, and that's Aaron with two A's, AaronDavidWard.com. Now, how would you describe what you do in the world of comedy, is it something? I mean, is there is there a description besides just comedy? How would you describe yourself or your comedic style? Or am I even asking the right question? No, that's that's fine. I, I started seven years ago uh, performing. Talk right into uh, close as that might to you. I started uh, seven years ago performing professionally, and I, I started out as a very generic observational comedian, and then started dealing with my obsessive compulsive disorder on stage, which quickly morphed into not only cleaning the stage, but talking about all of my personal demons. And as I've grown older and I got into my later 30s, I suddenly started getting more and more frustrated with the world around me. Uh, I feel like I'm working harder and harder for less and less. And I wondered why. And that's what sort of got me interested in Austrian economics, uh, the dangers of fractional reserve banking. Mm -hmm. I started reading LouRockwell.com. Good stuff. Uh, and I, I just started immersing myself. And so uh, my act is, is funny, but hopefully I'm getting people thinking at the same time. Because when you get them laughing, their minds are more open. Interesting. Now, um, it, obviously, at a uh, libertarian convention like this, your, your act is going to be well-received. I, I really th have thought uh, everything I've heard so far has been great. What, um, have, are you getting gigs in clubs and that kind of thing? Are you doing touring? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been performing uh, throughout the Northeast and the Midwest, both at traditional comedy clubs and, quote, alternative venues. And my, and my cohort here, uh, Mr. Derek Harrington, uh, is also, uh, he and I have been producing shows together now for the past year or so. So you rent um, a venue? Is that what you're Yes, saying? well, we'll find the venue and bring the show directly to them. I see. And, uh, it's, and then they it's, sell soda pop or whatever. Exactly. Okay. It's the best libertarian way to cool. do stand-up. You're Sweet. not relying on a network. You're an independent. And so uh, we're just excited to, to be able to do things like this. How long have you been at this? Seven years. Seven years. Yeah, right. Seven years. So you're Do you have any advice for anybody who, uh, you know, is crazy enough to want to be a libertarian comedian? Well, one of our co-hosts, uh, Torgo, one of our yes. former co-hosts, was also dabbling in uh, comedy, just beginning, and it's it's not an easy task, is it? I mean, how long did it take you advice, and then how long did it take you to actually start making money at this? Well, I have low self-esteem, so for me, being on stage works. I have to be loved. I'm a uh -uh. I'm a prostitute for laughter, quite frankly. I so gotcha. For me, it's not a problem. Okay. Um, but. Uh, I would say you have to be very dedicated to the craft. You have to always write and perform as much as possible. Uh, and the more you perform and the more you write, the more comfortable you are with you. Sure. And the audience knows immediately whether you're truly being yourself or not. So the more honest you are with your own failings and your own hypocrisies, mm -hmm. the more the audience really digs you because they realize that you're, all the walls come down. And that's what I love about stand-up. There's no, it's not like acting where you get 17 takes. It's boom. It's out. Yeah. It's live. You write it. You produce it. You perform it. Get it right the first time or you bomb. Well, yeah, exactly. You Very know? cool. And well, I'm actually here because I'm looking for uh, a good musket dealer. <laughs> you may just find one here. Yeah, there are a lot of vendor tables. I wouldn't doubt for a second that you're going to find this competition in musket dealers here. Yeah, exactly. Forum. So here's another look question. For the, I... Look for the guy in the tricorn hats. There's plenty of them. Now, is this your first time in New Hampshire? No, I've performed here in New Hampshire before. I uh, performed in West Lebanon, New Hampshire, a oh, few okay. times about uh, maybe two or three years ago. First time, though, at the, at the Liberty Convention and at the Free State Project here, so I'm excited to, to be here. So you're obviously into the Liberty concept and the movement. How did you discover the Free State Project? What was that process like for you? 
Uh, you know, it was on a... I think there was information on LewRockwell.com for mm-hmm. me when I started getting more information about libertarian philosophy in general, and I happened to see a post about it, and I thought, oh, that's, that's where I want to be. That's where I want to perform. And uh, I'm just so frustrated with New York State, man. If, if it breathes, they'll tax it. I can only imagine. I mean, I, uh, we come from Florida, which it's pretty bad down there because the people from New York get old, and then they move down to Florida. And, so it's kind of like a little New York. It's New York South, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, at New York South and uh, Chicago South. Chicago uh, because, South. Uh, both 75 and 95 terminate in Florida. So all they have to do is just hop on the interstate and on down they come. And there you hold. Oh, gosh. Pull so, their crap. So did you kind of contact the organizers of this event, the Liberty Forum, or did they reach out to you? How did no, you get I, the gig? No, I contacted them. And I think the, That's great. Uh, the, one of the chief organizers, Chris uh, Lawless. Chris Lawless. Uh, that is a great name. I it didn't is. even think that was real at it's first. It's the perfect like, liberty name. This guy's put me on. But he's, no, he's like, no, five generations of lawlessness, pal. Beautiful. Uh, so. <laughs> I imagine you work on that joke after, uh, you know, if you're Chris Lawless and you have, you've had the name for a long time. Uh, I have. It took me seven months to hone that. You know? <laughs> so, well, well, welcome. I mean, I think you're going to find this interesting. I mean, this is such a great group of people here. I mean, where in the, in the world is anything like this actually going on besides right here in New Hampshire where hundreds of liberty-minded people are all gathering together, not just in this hotel, this is kind of a, a super concentration of the activists, but just generally all across the state. Isn't it just incredible? I'm amazed at, you know, it gives me hope. You know, I think the market will always win. Individual liberty will always win. And this gives me hope that that's truly possible. If you get enough like-minded people together who say enough is enough, mm-hmm. we're not going to allow our constitutionally guaranteed rights to be eroded continually. Uh, you know, this is... The country needs more of this. This is the key to economic recovery right here, what's happening now. Voluntary cooperation. Absolutely true. So uh, if, if people want to find out uh, where you're doing shows and things like that, how do they, how do they get, find out about you? Uh, please visit my website. It's AaronDavidWard.com. It's A-A-R-O-N, mm-hmm. not E-R-I-N, which would right. be right if I were gay or right. a leprechaun. That, that would require um, an operation, but, uh, wouldn't it? Uh, it would. Uh, yeah. If I'm thinking about it, I, you know, I've been hearing good things. You've got to save but, up for uh, that. It's a lot of money. No, it's A-A-R-O-N-D-A-V-I-D-W-A-R-D. And my uh, fellow comedian, uh, Derek Harrington, who will be performing tonight as well, you can find out more about Derek at... Uh, FunnyDerek.com, is that correct? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, well, we're going to have Derek on yeah, let's, after, after the okay, show. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, let's, let's have Derek uh, actually sit in, if that's all right, because we've got a, we've got a lot to, to cover here tonight. So uh, thank you, uh, thank for, you. for coming on, and, and have a great show. Break thank a leg, you. as they say. Yes, thank you very screen. much. <laughs> good luck. Have a heart attack. <laughs> I really understand that. You don't want to wish somebody good luck, so you wish them bad luck. Somebody here has got to have nitro, so. But, but it's the same old bad luck um, you know, wish, because you, you don't want to say anything like, I'll oh, have a stroke while you're out there. I hope you, <laughs> hope you have a Appendicitis, so you, you can't come up with anything new. It's always got to be breakthrough. I, I wish myself having a freeing time. There you so. go. Yeah, it's going to be a great time here. And if you can stay longer for the for some of the weekend, you'll really enjoy it, uh, no doubt about it. So welcome to New Hampshire, and thanks for coming to the Liberty. Fund. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. So Derek, uh, Derek, what's your last name again? Harrington. Derek Harrington, yes. and you are also a comedian. You guys, uh, how did you end up meeting Aaron? Uh, actually, Aaron was the MC at the uh, very first club I went to out in oh, cool. uh, Albany. The, the club you went and performed at? Yeah, the very first open mic I went to, Aaron was there. He had started performing about a month before me. Did you, um, when you did your open mic, did you just decide, well, I'm going to go do an open mic? So I, so you worked on your little little act in front of the mirror, and then you went out and did it? Or did you take any kind of classes? I mean, uh, to... No, no classes for me. I just went out and did it. It's something I always wanted to do, and I huh? said, you know what, it's time. I had uh, 
nothing going on in my life, and I said, hey, why not make more nothing go on? There you go. Man. <laughs> comedy was a perfect way to do that. Yeah. So how long have you been at this? Uh, about seven years as well. Okay. Yep. Have you guys both been pretty much together as far as a comedic, uh, from a comedic perspective? <laughs> right, right, right. We're not making uh, any suggestions there. No. Uh, well, I lived in time? Chicago for three years while Aaron stayed in New York. So mm -hmm. uh, I lived out there, did the Chicago comedy for a while, and then I uh, moved back to uh, Albany area after I got, I got married and uh, moved on back. So... Great. Back in the area. Yep. So how do you feel about all this? I mean, what you've experienced so far oh, tonight? It's been great so far. You know, uh, just excited to be out here in a, a, a like-minded bunch of group and a bunch of group of people. That's Indeed. English. <laughs> <laughs> it's a free state project. I can speak whatever kind of English I want. Well, it's, I hope you guys have a great time tonight. Oh, and I want to thank you for sitting in on the oh, show. Thank and you very uh, much. I know you guys have a show to get to, so yep. uh, enjoy. And hopefully uh, the audience will be receptive. I believe right. they will. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yep. More Free Talk Live on the way, 800-259-9231 is the toll-free phone number. Uh, we will get to your calls if you are on the line. And, of course, also we'll be talking with a variety of other guests here throughout the evening and all weekend long. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. Just Head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest Internet retailer with dozens of categories in which you can shop, including used items. So if you need to save a few extra bucks beyond their already low prices, you can do that. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. When you enter through that link, FreeTalkLive will get a percentage of your purchase. And that's a good thing because, well, we can use that money and reinvest it into the show and so on and so forth. Uh, so head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We are broadcasting live from the 2009 Liberty Forum here in Nashua, New Hampshire, the beautiful Crown Plaza Hotel. We're going to tell you more about the Liberty Forum here over uh, as the weekend goes on. We're going to have a variety of guests. There are all kinds of great speakers that will be uh, attending this weekend. Big names, people like Glenn Jacobs. You might know him as WWE's Kane. He is literally a big guy, probably probably going to be the biggest man in attendance, though. Chris Lawless, the organizer. Yeah, Chris Lawless is stiff competition for, uh, like, biggest guy. Okay, so... Uh, but we've been uh, promoing, promoing for quite some time uh, Angela Keaton from Antiwar.com, and mm -hmm. uh, we, we have her here. We do have Angela with us, and Angela, welcome to Free Talk Live. Oh, and I'm so, I am so honored and pleased to be, this is my first time on Free Talk Live, so I'm a Free Talk virgin. <laughs> what's it, what's it like being at a libertarian convention full of libertarian guys and being the only hot chick? Well, uh, I don't know about the only hot chick. Well, that you're being very nice, Mark. I was actually going to comment here that this year's Liberty Forum, I have seen uh, more attractive women this year than we had here last year, which is a very good sign. Most of the guys have them chained up. I mean, like you've got to be, you know, really, you know, they're 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 keeping close eye on their hot women. So, so Angela, uh, you're here as one of the speakers this weekend at the the Liberty Forum, and what is it that you'll be talking about? Actually, what I'll be speaking on is single-issue coalition building. Um, one of the most effective ways for libertarian activism really is through building coalitions with groups that may not be ordinary bedfellows. I don't care whether you're John Birch Society or Answer. Mm -hmm. If you're against the war, we're going to learn how to work with you. I don't have the li typical libertarian squeamish about purity. I'm probably the least pure libertarian. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. 
So, so anybody, whether, you know, whether it's a socialist or whoever it is, as long as they're with us on one issue, you're going to talk about how to build those bridges and make those connections to where we can, we can help advance liberty in whatever that one area would be. Is that kind of the idea? And these are, you're such issue by issue is the only way we're actually going to get real results. I mean, I can talk about education, you know, internal education and the things that blue in the face. However, if we want real change now, not real change 500 years from now, and these issues are too, too crucial for me to wait for the philosophical shift. I mean, we want out of Iraq now. I, I'm with you. And I think that uh, the, the philosophical debate works well with people under, say, the age of 25 or something like that because they can get the whole, well, look, it's, it's great whatever you want to do and then don't hurt, hurt, hurt anybody in the process. But once people kind of get stuck in their ways, you have, to, you have to kind of, I call it popping the rivets, but you have to pull each issue one by one. You have to let them know how liberty can work with them and, and uh, you know, that's, that's my opinion on the subject. So, yeah, I was just going to, uh, I mean, if you want to continue no, commenting, by all means. This is, well, these issues that we have, they can't, I mean, they're tied, of course, obviously, to the larger non-aggression principle. However, they're too crucial at this point in time for us to wait until everyone understands the non-aggression principle or until sure. everyone reads Rothbard. Right, people are dying. A lot of people could be anti-war without understanding those principles. That's right. They don't need, I don't need to sit there and educate them. What I need them to know are the facts. I mean, for example, Barack Obama, the God King, has, you know, <laughs> there's going to be 17,000 more troops. And we say troops, you know, there's actual living human beings with souls who are going yeah. to go over to kill other living human beings with souls for no good reason that I can carefully think of. And, by the way, the God King has not removed one single troop from Iraq and even if any of the withdrawal happens, which but is... But he said he was going to, Angela. He said many, many things. <laughs> but he was good to his word about Afghanistan. He's going to escalate the war there and move it into Pakistan, probably the, according to Noam Chomsky, the probably the most dangerous country in the world, for an, endless, for an endless amount of time for reasons I can't imagine, since after all, I don't know any Pakistanis who have ever harmed me personally. So I don't know why it is I'm supposed to be excited about the possibility. Now, you're, you're from antiwar.com, yes. which is, I mean, that's the obvious go-to website for anything anti-war. Yes. And I don't know how much you all had to pay for that domain name, but, uh, but it's great. And it's a great site. It's really in-depth. Lots of information. Like more, there are more conflicts out there going on that you know the, the major media doesn't even have any idea is happening. That, that those things are covered at antiwar.com. Antiwar.com has a hundred thousand discreet visitors a day, and it is the it, it is consistently in the top twenty of all political websites. We're in shooting range of Huffington Post, and I hope eventually that we will be the one who owns the issue of true peace. So, so somebody who's plugged into the anti-war movement. Would you say that there has been less, I guess, going on within the movement since Barack Obama was elected? Are, are the people that, are, that were anti-war under George Bush just kind of dissipating? Or, I mean, what, what's your assessment? They're weather liberal, certainly. And there were some donors and readers who said, oh, well, thankfully, thanks to Obama, maybe we can pull back our efforts, scale down a bit. I had actually one donor write me a letter of apology once um, Robert Gates, it seems to, of course, Robert Gates now is part, and then Hillary Clinton, and then Rahm Emanuel. Clearly, Barack Obama is very much the same as what we had the past eight years. There's no change. If anything, there's an escalation. Yeah. There has been an escalation. I mean, they've escalated in uh, Afghanistan and haven't pared down in Iraq. I'm I mean, there's been more than four strikes now in pa over Pakistan. How many, uh, how many people, dead people can we uh, strike up for Obama at this point? Um, I actually, I have lost count, but if you go oh, to yes. antiwar.com, we have both um, the Iraq, we have several casualty counts. Our, uh, our death count editor, she, um, every day, she does not miss a day, there's a listing for how many 
how many have died. So now, um, in I've heard all kinds of numbers, and I haven't looked for the, the counter for uh, Iraq, but I've heard all kinds of numbers for how many people they're counting as dead in Iraq. And what number do you have for the Iraq War? And like, who does it include? Well, that's a good question. Actually, I was uh, lucky enough to sit in on a uh, conference call with Noam Chomsky with about 150 peace activists. And Chomsky says we don't really have any accurate numbers because we don't know, you know, civilian deaths are going to be the hardest to, to total up. Right. So anywhere, like, Those I would say over, with. over half, I mean, I, I would say reasonably over half a million, but I would probably, go, I mean, I wouldn't go, I would, maybe as far as two million would be, not be unreasonable. So but no. we don't know. We're never going to know the answer to that. Right, I've heard, I've really, I have heard, honestly, between 25,000 and 1.2 million. Uh, you're saying 2 million, so I... I well, it just, I... Right, it could be anything. And I, my, my question is now, is that uh, people who are dying today that might have died if the hospital situation was a little better? Like, I don't know, like, what numbers are they including in, in there? You know, that I don't know. We did, have... did a bomb drop on them and go, boom? Well, that's a good question. I mean, if you go to our Iraqi casualty count, which you can at www.antiwar.com, I forgot to say that, where people can go directly, we have the counts listed. And one of the things I do is every day, there's different, we have different people on the site who actually put out the numbers. Um, if you, can, you can actually set your alerts for the numbers coming in every day. Hmm. But I actually, um, um, we've actually asked people to do a count with you know, Obama's personal death count, and we're already losing track. So I'm not... I'm the worst personal person for the numbers. I'm okay. really good with them. Um, I have to say that's a great idea, though, to have the Obama death count. That way it's real crystal clear exactly yeah. how many people have perished under his reign. Absolutely, because the fact is that they're going you know, to use the PR spin. The Democrats are going to try to get, you know, we're the party of peace, which is just the, the biggest load of crap. So I think that absolutely people need to uh, know those numbers and pass those numbers on to their families and friends, maybe even call into uh, local talk shows. So what are some of the other things? You're, you're also into radio, as I understand it. Is that right, Angela? Uh, since I was, I was playing DJ when I was three. <laughs> yeah, and, but you know, we, we all have that story. <laughs> and you're doing something with, are, are you doing something with Scott Horton? Uh, Scott Horton. Scott and I, he's been one of my, my closest associates now for ten years. He's, um, one of the, he's the host of Anti-War Radio. Scott is absolutely the voice of Anti-War Radio in this country. I mean, he's probably, and, and it's fair for me to say that he's probably the best generalist on these issues in America right now. He's been speaking, I mean, he's been doing some form of, of anti-war radio perhaps for nine years. That's great. So, so how'd you get involved? Um, with, with radio or anti-war? Radio. Okay, radio. Um, you know, my, my father, uh, in addition to being a, an anarchist type, was a musician type, and I uh, started playing records and uh, was an uh, audiovisual geek when I was 12, mm -hmm. so I've been pretty much a lifer. So at some point you met up with Scott and you figured Scott you'd... and I have a beautiful meeting story. This is a real the best meet cute story ever. Um, I was um, with my ex-girlfriend in running around in Madrid and I did not want to come back to the US and one of my best friends said to me, there's this kooky guy named Alex Jones who wants to rebuild a chapel for the Branch Davidians. Are you in? Yes, and I came that's back what he to wants the, to do. And <laughs> I came back to the U.S. and every Sunday drove my little car. Um, I'm a typical New York driver, so I drove the access road from Austin. I'm sorry to interrupt. You've got 20 seconds to oh. tell the story. Oh, anyway, <laughs> thanks, to, thanks to Alex Jones, I met Scott Horton. Oh, cool. Cool. And it was, it was a happily ever after thing, or it continues on as you guys are working over at Anti-War Radio, uh, which you can reach through antiwar.com. Is it slash radio? Is that how you get there? Um, back, yes, backslash radio. All right. And uh, actually, we also play uh, the Anti-War show on the Liberty Radio Network, which you can get at libertyradionetwork.com. Uh, and thanks for coming on the show tonight. Enjoy thanks, yourself this weekend here at the 2009 Liberty Forum. Hour number two is coming up. You can bring up whatever you want, as always, 800-259-9231.
Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. That is the point of the program, even when we're live on location, as we are tonight, from the 2009 Liberty Forum. It is an event put on by the Free State Project. It happens on a yearly basis. This is the third, the third annual 2009 Liberty Forum. And it is great to be here, as always. The hotel, uh, the Crown Plaza Hotel in Nashua, New Hampshire, is bustling, full of liberty-oriented people. And this is just the beginning, Mark. I mean, tonight is uh, just the cusp of the activities, the very uh, genesis of yeah, the, this the is, forum. This is small potatoes compared to tomorrow and the next two days. Right. There are going to be a lot more people here uh, as of tomorrow and all weekend long. But what are some of the things that are happening? I mean, a lot of people might might be listening, wondering what's going on here this weekend, and there is a lot going on. Earlier today, there was a state house tour, and this is kind of something that uh, that happens every year, because this is the Free State Project. We're encouraging as many liberty-loving people to move to New Hampshire as possible. And the, and the Liberty Forum is essentially a showcase. I mean, it, to some extent, it's a showcase of what it's like to be around hundreds of like-minded people what that synergy feels like because if you've if all you've ever experienced of the uh, the liberty movement is going to like a libertarian party meeting where there's five guys sitting yeah, around at Finnegan's yeah uh, i mean just debating the issues you just don't know what you're missing you have no idea and if you come up here to it the liberty forum it is nice to go to those libertarian parties and uh, party meetings on the local level and talk to a few people that that sort of believe like you do and you don't have to make any excuses for believing in the free market and believing that people should be able to do what they want as long as they don't hurt other people. You know, it's nice to talk to people like that. It's refreshing. But I do that every day, all day. Most of the people I interact with are libertarians. Well, you live in New Hampshire. But I live in New Hampshire. So it could be that way for you. It could be that way. And so that's one of the reasons why you want to come up here to the Liberty Forum. And if you can't make it this year, make, you know, mark your calendars. Well, I guess we don't know when the next one is going to be next year. But march l- listen to us, uh, and we will let you know when the next one is. And mark your calendars and get up here for this. And if you're in the New England area, come on up. And you can come out here for uh, buy yourself a one-day pass or buy yourself as many passes as you need to get in because it is a, it's going to be a great time. So, so earlier today they did a state house tour, which I believe the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance puts on where they bring the politically oriented uh, free staters into the New Hampshire State House and kind of tour them around, show them, uh, give them the, uh, the basics of kind of what the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance does. We don't have Dennis Goddard with us right now, uh, but I'm sure he's going to be stopping in at some point this weekend to give us a New Hampshire Liberty update. There's Gardner Goldsmith. Hopefully he's going to come on in here and sit down if he's got time. I don't know if he does. Okay, he does have time. That's cool. So, uh, so earlier today, also there was the uh, the gun shoot, which is something else that they tend to do. The, the Thursday is just kind of like the people arrive day. They settle in, meet a few folks, registration, come out to the gun shoot, head out to the state house. Don't forget tour. the comedian. And yes, uh, the comedian is. Well, I was telling you what happened earlier. These yeah. are the things that have already gone on. Going on right now as we speak is Aaron David Ward and his uh, his partner. They are uh, they are doing a comedy act, which is uh, this is a first for the Liberty Forum. There has not been uh, a comedy act at the prior two forums. So already uh, this Liberty Forum is a, is a standout from the uh, the pre uh, the prior events. 
And there's just so much going on. We're going to tell you more about what's coming up, including great speakers like Glenn Jacobs. You might know him as WWE's Kane. He's going to be speaking tomorrow. And the founder of the Libertarian Party, David Nolan, is going to be one of the opening speakers. The Nolan chart. So lots to, uh, lots going on. Of course, your calls are the point of this show. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Gardner Goldsmith. Uh, is with us and potting his microphone up as we speak. Guard. You guys have brought in so many people to this event. We brought them in. What are you talking about? Oh, There's a lot yeah. of people that are listeners, that's yeah. for sure. We, we came with ourselves. It was you and, and right, Laura. Right. And I mean, they didn't drive in the same vehicle with us. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, sentimentally, I think so many people here about uh, the Free State Project and Liberty Forum, thanks to you guys. So good, good work, and I know it's going to be a great event. I'm so stoked for this. I can't even tell you. I woke up this morning feeling awful. And as the day's oh, gone no. along, I've just my anticipation has just overtaken any virus that's in my body. I'm just like, yes, fantastic. Hey, you mentioned Glenn. Glenn's. I cannot wait. I was I was hanging with Glenn and Angela Keaton mm-hmm. the other night, and Glenn was talking about the economy. And I said, uh, it was just awesome. I said, man, you should be a professor. I mean, he's just great. I <laughs> yeah. said, what's your speech going to be about? He goes, oh, it's going to be about this. I was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Cool. And Mary Ruart and uh, Dick yeah. Heller. I mean, just uh, fan- fantastic. So, And congratulations for you to you guys for getting out here like you've done in the past, getting everything set up. Uh, you know, all the equipment just is, uh, you got such a handle on things, making yourselves portable. Good it, work. Ian's uh, made it so, so that the... Uh, this, the setup's like half the time that he used to It's do. amazing. It's unbelievable. He, he loves his blinking boxes. He, he's yeah. got even more of them now. Yeah. So, so Gard, I mean, how's everything yeah. go, going for you? I mean, we've missed you. I you know. On the show. Yeah, I know, know. you've got to drive an hour and a half to come out and see us. Uh, but but it's it's sad when there's no Gard. On well, I tell you, man, uh, as Mark busy. knows, yeah, I was down in Washington, and I was at, uh, at a seminar sponsored by the Liberty Fund, uh, the book, Liberty Fund Nonprofit Organization, and the Institute for Humane Studies. And they put on a really great seminar that was, there were only 15 of us there. It was a really small group of people that they invited down. And I just felt so happy, and I want to give those guys big, big props. IHS, Institute for Humane Studies, you guys have spoken about them before. Yep. Yeah, we'll be talking about them later. They've yeah. got their summer seminars coming oh, up. Oh, man. Anybody listening, if you've never gotten involved with one of their seminars, if you want to learn about freedom, it's a, just a, a wonderful, wonderful environment. So we, I was down there. That was one week when I missed. Mm-hmm. Then another week, I was sick. as. A, in fact, when I got back... Uh, I got sick, and then we had the storm, so I couldn't make mm. it over. So I missed you guys like three or four weeks in a row. So uh, it's been it's been very frustrating, but I'm definitely going to be with you on Monday. Oh, we'll cool. be back here every night, and we can talk, and we can jaw, we can hang out. And I'm telling you, you know, with some of the stuff that's been going on in New Hampshire, uh, it's interesting because a lot of people are all jazzed up. You know, New Hampshire is expressing its own. Uh, uh, its own state sovereignty and things like that. <laughs> well, I yeah. I did, did you hear about what happened yesterday? I you know I watched the video on YouTube and okay. uh, Angela was calling me giving giving me some updates as things were going on. Now this is just so our listeners know what we're talking yes. about here. We're talking about this uh, this HCR six is a, re- a resolution. It's virtually meaningless beyond just a you know just something to say to the feds like hey you've gone exactly. far enough. Exactly. And and I, I supported it in that it was a s- very slight step in the right direction. However, yesterday I, I didn't see you out at the at the rally. I didn't go. Um, right. And I don't feel like you missed too much. I, I really don't. That I, was the feeling that I got in a way. I, I had mixed feelings. It, it was definitely it, it yeah, definitely I had that partisan. Yeah. It had that partisan yes, feel to it. Yes, that's it. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, and in fact, I, 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 I knew that you had this bit of a sentiment uh, because I spoke with Jason Osborne a little bit mm-hmm. earlier and he was listening last night and, uh, and he told me, he said, yeah, you know, 
I, I, I'm with you guys. Uh, there, there was, there's a certain paleoconservative um, patina to the whole thing that yes. I appreciate at the same time I, I think that it's not quite appropriate. I think you, it, there's a, a sense of dynamism that is lost when you, when you bring in the paleoconservative thing. But then again, it was, it was sponsored by a paleoconservative, Dan Itza. So Dan Itza is a state rep, and people might know him. He's, he's the political director of the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance now. Uh, and, uh, you know, he had this idea. I didn't think it went as far as I would like it to have gone. But, uh, you know, it, I, I think it will serve a purpose. It's in something. That it and people expresses are, frustration. There's got to right. be more to build off of it. And people well, there are was, paying attention, and there was some news coverage on it. And, and if that does anything to bring people's attention to New Hampshire and by proxy the Free State Project, and if it results in, you know, five new people joining because they're excited yeah. about it, then I think that's, I think that's great news. And, and, and we, always have to, we always have to remember that we were all somewhere else than where we are today as far as mentally as far as our understanding of liberty and even though some of the individuals that might have been attending this event were less than oh i don't know persuasive with their techniques as far well, as it's my understanding some people were shouting rather, well uh, rather rude on the way out the door yes. and like pushing was, into people and yeah. things like that so so their techniques are bad of course the negative the real negative side of that is the free staters are being painted with that brush so because yeah. these guys were being real rude there were some discussions over on like the democrat websites like bluehampshire.com saying mm -hmm. that all oh, these free staters are you know really out of control and they love that to be the case right they would, they would the really love that to be the case but well you know you know in a way uh i i, I agree with you about 90 percent but there is this little 10 percent inside me that says yeah you know what let them sweat a little bit i know it sounds it's a it's a bit sure. childish and petulant but uh yeah it's there's got to be a lot more work that needs to be done, right. and, and i got to tell you, kudos to you guys for being on top of all this stuff, and for you recognizing, you know what, once you get into libertarian philosophy, you sort of forget sometimes it takes a while to get to that point. More on the way here. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, Gardner. Free Talk Live, and the mics are on all the time here, live, on location, as we are tonight. At the 2009 Liberty Forum, the New Hampshire 2009 Liberty Forum, brought to you by the Free State Project. It is an event that happens on a yearly basis, and it's the third time, and it just keeps getting bigger. It keeps getting better. More people showing up. New faces every single year, which, of course, is the most exciting part about this. I mean, for, for us who've been here for a few years now in New Hampshire, to continually see new people coming through these doors, introducing themselves, saying, hey, thanks for, do thanks for doing this. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited to be here. Everybody's just been so positive and had, has been having a great time tonight. I'm sure uh, Gardner Goldsmith is still with us here. Uh, Gardner Goldsmith, by the hey. way, who is a host of his own show over at LibertyConspiracy.com. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. So with all Gar the downloads he's getting, he really doesn't need a plug on our show. Oh, I can tell you that. Now. <laughs> so, Thanks, so have, have people been coming up to you and, and saying things and introducing themselves? I mean, what's well, your experience? Well, literally, we just we just walked in. A oh, okay. So ago. I snagged you. Uh, yeah, we just chance. we just got in, and uh, and uh, Courtney, the lovely lady who's sitting over she to my certainly right, is. <laughs> indeed. Um, yes, indeed. Uh, she went over and said hi to Angela Keaton, and they've got the comedy going over next door. And uh, Chris Lawless, the giant rock of Gibraltar of freedom, was here. 
And we're waiting for the other bookend to arrive, Glenn Jacobs, the, the two giant titans. Is he coming tonight? Uh, Glenn is supposed to be stopping by for a little while. We're going to grab oh, cool. some dinner. So that'll be great. And, of course, he's speaking tomorrow. And like I said, boy, if people get a chance to see Glenn speak, they are going to be just thrilled. I plan on being there for it. It's, it's going to blow the doors out. And, uh, it's you know, but we were talking before the break how... Uh, what's been happening here with this uh, c- concurrent resolution in the state of New Hampshire, just an expression of sentiment to say, hey, federal government, if you guys do any more mm-hmm. anti-constitutional stuff, then we're going to pack our bags and leave. It's, it, it's not. It wouldn't have been a law or anything like that. But the point that you brought up, I think, is really interesting, Ian. At a certain point, and I never thought that this would sort of happen to me, you know, I would see... I don't know how to express this properly, but I would see some of the people I really, really admired mm-hmm. in the libertarian circles. Uh, people like Sheldon Richmond, Lou Rockwell, and these guys. And, and, uh, and, and all of a sudden, you suddenly, instead of just seeing them as like your heroes, you're suddenly on the radio with them, and you're becoming uh, associates of theirs. And then as you get older and you're involved in, in the pro-freedom movement for a while and you've been dealing with the sentiment and the, and the philosophy and a lot of the examples and questions that are brought up, you know, you, you just rattle things off very quickly. Like, okay, here's the answer. Sure. Here's the problem. Okay, uh, private police forces or uh, fire or ambulance, trash collection, Sure, once you get roads. the principles of liberty, it's pretty easy to exactly. come up with the answers. You right. Know, even if you're presented with a situation you know absolutely nothing about, you can stick to your principles and say, well, is the government involved? Is coercion involved? And right. Uh, you know, if yes, then there's a problem, and the, yeah. you know, voluntarism and and uh, consensual interactions is the solution. Yeah, absolutely. And and then and then you see an event like what happened here in New Hampshire, and uh, what you guys were discussing, and you say, you know, there are a lot of people who are they're on a, a slightly different wavelength. They're on the uh, the the nationalist federalist wavelength and hey you know i'd be satisfied if we could get back to a federalist wavelength for a while mm-hmm. that'd be real nice you know yep. uh, philosophically i'd like unless to you're mexican a, yeah yeah that's true yeah, uh, but uh, philosophically nice, i'd like to see it go further you know it would be nice but uh, it seems pretty unrealistic and i just don't think they've figured that part out yet like they believe and it's just I think it's some kind of sickness to some extent. They they have been if they've been paying attention, they must know the Republicans didn't do anything for small government no. in the six years they had Absolutely. total control. Absolutely. So what are they thinking? I, they they really believe that they can just re-elect Republicans and right. that, that all of a sudden Washington D.C. is going to turn around? What's it going to take, Guard? I mean, to they, to, they, to, to they, knock to get some a more sense radical heads. They've got to take a more radical step. They've got to exactly what you guys discuss so often here. They've got to understand. They got to shake themselves away from this adoration of so-called traditional Americanism. And start to realize that the very roots of the problem we're experiencing, problems we're experiencing today, come from the mistakes of the people who established traditional Americanism. The Constitution itself, if people think that it's somehow some sort of a bulwark against tyranny, well, it didn't last very long. It was written by men. It's flawed. It is flawed. And it is, unfortunately, a document that, as Lysander Spooner said, I never signed on to. The politicians sign on to it, so I'd like to hold them to their word. But um, it has some flaws. I, you know what, Guard? I'd be yeah. okay with just having them leave me alone. As That's far it. as if they would just leave me alone or if New Hampshire could just secede or whatever, one of those two would be great. I forgiveness i'm all about forgiveness i forgive them sure they've been uh, engaging in murdering people around the world sure they've stolen billions of dollars from people but if we can just have our freedom i think that's all we need to do no well, i have i have no this... desire to string anybody up or throw any any politicians in prison yeah. cells i know some people would really get off on seeing that happen just leave but me what's alone. that gonna do i agree with you and and but the problem here is i think 
a lot of the free staters are coming in, and they're very active. They've got a lot of good ideas. They're starting to have a bit of an effect on some people like Representative Dan Itza. He associated mm-hmm. with uh, people in the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. He starts to get that energy back. He sees more people who believe in freedom. He, he's not an anarchist. He's not a libertarian. He's a, he's a paleoconservative. He wrote the uh, gay marriage ban, uh, oh, no. the, the pro-marriage amendment that they tried to push a couple of years ago. I have profound disagreements, and he's a very good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Dan and I just disagree on some things. So it's strange when you, when you uh, have been around the libertarian circles for a long time and you see some people that you – I don't want it to sound wrong. I don't want it to come out wrong, but just say, oh, gee, you know, if you could only be more consistent in your application of your belief in freedom, go beyond what you thought were the religious trappings of the founders and, and the God-given rights of the founders and all the, all the great things and, and take it a step further. Be more radical. Don't make it, an in, don't make it a push on the Republican Party to try to get back what, what it's lost. Go further. Take it further, and then they'll get freaked out and scared because there's a new force that's rising in the state. There's a new yeah. force of real, total freedom lovers. That, I yes. think, is, is the way to go. And, and this it's is happening. a good start. It's, yeah, it's, it's happening. You're right. It's, it is a start. And it's, the HCR6, the piece of uh, the resolution we were talking about, it yeah. did fail. It was voted down and pretty much on party line. There was a few people that crossed, uh, crossed over. But, so it was obviously perceived by the reps as a partisan thing. And, but but none, nonetheless, you are correct. It did help build some bridges. It did help build some relationships. And it's, it's, of course, a great excuse for people to get out and get active and do something. And as, as more of these paleoconservatives and even as more of the, uh, the liberals begin to interact more with liberty-oriented people, those ideas will be planted in their head. And, yeah. and over time, they're going to come on board because the ideas of liberty, they just make sense. Do you, do you guys think, uh, you know, every six days a week you're out there on all these stations and I'd, I'd be very interested. Remember last year at the Liberty Forum, F. Paul Wilson was here. Yes. And, you know, we're I all... I was hoping he'd be here this year. Oh, yeah. He is just an amazing guy. Novelist F. Paul Wilson, also a medical doctor. And, uh, you know, Mark and Ian, everybody, we just really dig F. Paul. And I had known him before because uh, we go to a horror convention uh, down in Rhode Island. Often mm-hmm. I had met him down there with another a libertarian, Tom Monteleone, who's also a great horror writer. Uh, and But it was interesting because talking to him... Uh, I got a sense of the old school libertarian movement. And do you think that are, are we doing the same things that, that they were doing? And I'm, I'm just posing this as devil's advocate. Are we really furthering the cause? You look at the uh, anti-war movement con- uh, uniting with some of the, uh, the free marketeers in the late 60s, the, the influence of Mises and Ayn Rand. They had a huge blossoming back then. Didn't lead to all that much. Are we doing the same thing, or are we going beyond it? Are I we taking another step? Obviously, I wasn't around back then, so I can't. Re- I don't. I can't really comment. But yeah. I can say that what's happening now is something unprecedented, and it's never happened before. I mean, we've got people coming in from all over the country and around the world, all converging in the same place. The synergy that's coming out of that—you feel it. You're here. You know what that's like. This has never happened before. More coming up. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The 57th running of America's legendary sports car classic runs Saturday, March the 21st at Sebring International Raceway. The Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring, presented by Fresh from Florida, features the fastest race cars in the world. 
Do you want sound effects? Yeah, I want to do yeah, That's great. <laughs> Gates open Wednesday. March the 18th for four days of action, action, action. Culminating with the big 12-hour classic on Saturday, March the 21st. <laughs> Ticket information, visit SebringRaceway.com. That's SebringRaceway.com. Toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. Again, live from the 2009 Liberty 4. We're going to tell you more about that as the weekend rolls on. We'll be here live every single night, tonight, Friday, and Saturday night as well. So lots to talk about, lots of guests to have on, and, of course, your calls to take. That's what we're going to do right now. Let's talk to Laura in Colorado. It is a show about your calls where you can bring up whatever you want. Laura, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, I can't believe it's my turn finally. Here you are. Thanks for uh, being your, uh, being so patient tonight. What's on your mind? Well, thank you for taking my call. Um, yeah, I wanted to, to ask you guys a question uh, because, you know, for every bad thing, there is something good. And, and believe me, I'm, I'm not being the devil's advocate here or anything. I heard the guy quite a while ago talking about the Department of Social Services being sick mm-hmm. on him. And, uh, you know, I really, I really feel bad for people who have had that happen to them. I had an incident occur that is the opposite of that, and I'd like to share that. Sure. Um, my mother-in-law and father-in-law were in their late 70s, and they had been, had my alcoholic brother-in-law in his 50s living over there, bilking them for a long time inside their home. And um, then his son moved in with the 17-year-old girl with the baby, and this is a mm-hmm. two-bedroom house. Okay. And they were bilking these people out of money that you just can't imagine. I actually came up one night in the car and was parked in the alley behind the home and actually saw a deal go on right outside the bedroom window. Kid rode up on a bicycle and made a purchase and uh, took off again. And all okay. this was going on in these old people's house, so... My husband and I got so sick of it, and, and of course, they were using the baby as a reason to stay there and, and continuously, you know, holding the baby up in front of the old people, you know, and whatnot, and uh, we could see what was happening, and we considered that to be abusing those elderly people. My father-in-law had dementia, and my mother-in-law, she was just stupid, you know, she always had been, so... Um, we went ahead and went to the Department of Social Services. One of the problems was my father-in-law wet his pants continuously and refused to wear any type of anything to stop it. And he would sit on oh the my. furniture. Well, it was horrible. It smelled terrible there. The furniture it sounds like it, yeah. constantly had urine all over it because he would sit there and wet his pants on the furniture. And the baby mm. who had had a kidney removed was laying on that. On the couch, and so I mean, so, it just, so, you can't imagine how awful it was. And and the now, Laura, was I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little. Uh, one moment here, I'm a little lost. So we're dealing with your father-in-law and his wife, and the people that had moved in there were related to them. Yes, they were. They but, were a grandson, and they were just family members that were just literal okay. pieces of trash. Got it. And, and so they were essentially taking advantage of a couple of old folks with dementia and some, some mental problems, basically. Absolutely. And so of course, you called my social mother... services. You called social services, and what happened? Uh, well, uh, social services, we told them what was going on, and it was, it was really bad. Uh, of course, they were, you know, using them, the old people for their money. Nobody was working. And so, therefore, the old people were paying for the diapers and everything, you know. And so... Um, mm-hmm. 
I, we, we had warned them that they needed to get out of the damn house and they needed to get jobs and get a life and whatnot, and they laughed right. at us. And so went up to social services, told them what was going on. Uh, I lost two vehicles over the situation and one vehicle that was so severely damaged that it cost us about uh, two grand to get it fixed. So you're suggesting oh, that, that, hold on, as point of, point of clarification, you're saying you lost your vehicles. Are you suggesting that the people that were living at the house had uh, somehow sabotaged them? Oh, yeah. My vehicles disappeared in the middle of the night. Wow. And we came out in the morning, and two of our vehicles were gone. And we never did find our vehicles when the police, uh, we had to call the police and tell them that our vehicles had vanished in the middle of the night. The okay. other one had no windshield and no back window in it. So and, what ended uh, up happening? Uh, did social services do anything about this? Uh, no, absolutely not. My, my mother-in-law and father-in-law were literally both out of the Wait, I thought this was supposed to be... Hold on. I thought this was supposed to be a positive story about social services. That's, that was what, what I thought you were going to be telling us. <laughs> turns out... No, turns out that, we... No, it wasn't. There wasn't anything positive about this. We had hoped that someone okay. would come in and see what was happening and would initiate something. And what ended up happening was it cost us dearly because we had reported this situation. And my mother-in-law and father-in-law were bilked out of thousands of dollars by the time the couple got mad at each other and had a fight and moved out and whatnot. They had hmm. used my mother-in-law and father-in-law to an extreme. The social services did absolutely nothing about it. Wow. Uh, I have to say that uh, the uh, the story went in a direction I didn't expect it to. You, you surprised me, Laura, because it sounded like when you called in initially that you were going to tell us a positive, glowing story about social services. And I was going to say, but I didn't have a chance, I didn't break in early enough to say that we've always had negative stories about CPS and show, social services on this on this show. So it would have been a first, but it turned out that uh, you were quite disappointed with them. And uh, apparently the situation ended up resolving itself on its own. Obviously that wasn't the preferred solution. Where are your uh, your grand or the uh, the, the father-in-law and, and mother-in-law at this time? Are they still in the same place? No, they're in the grave. Oh dear, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, they that. died within a couple of years. And see they were so old that, you know, they they were on their way out anyway, but these people mm -hmm. just used them to such an extreme and had absolutely no conscience about doing it. You know, can and you think of any? Can you think of any other ways? I mean, besides calling social services, uh, that that some some sort of resolution could have come to this situation. Yeah, clearly, that didn't work. Well, actually, it had gone on for about a year and a half by the time we did place the call. So we had exhausted every avenue. We had tried talking to them all. Uh, my mother-in-law and father-in-law, well, he, he couldn't be spoken to at all. He was totally, had total dementia. And then my mother-in-law, we would talk to her and say, this is what is happening. And she would say, okay. But then we could see constantly the girl and, and uh, the grandson constantly saying, oh, Grandma, look at little Sydney. See what she's doing? You know, and it was that kind of thing where they were constantly holding the baby up in front of the old lady's face. Oh, look, isn't this cute? Oh, look, isn't she lovable? You know, so and things like that. They were distracting them with the baby, so she, she seemed like she understood what was going on, and then all of a sudden, you know, they put the baby up in her face, and grandmotherly ins instincts would kick in, and she'd, she'd forgive them, essentially, for all the awful things they'd done. Oh, yes, absolutely, you know. And, wow. of course, it, they had turned her and my father-in-law completely against my husband and I. We were out working jobs and being normal people, you know, and we could see this horrible thing going on in this house. You know, when I saw the dealing going on out the back window, that was kind of the last straw. Because, you know, if someone wants to do that out of their own house, okay, you don't go over and deal dope 
out of the house of two old people, you know, and it does and endanger do them from the. It does endanger them from the, you know, the, the law enforcers. They could come in and right. kick in the door. Property for, uh, forfeiture laws that we have in this uh, this country. Laura, I we want to thank were, you for, uh, for. Go ahead. We were terrified that there was going to be asset forfeiture if something happened, and mm. uh, you know, one police officer told me that in the last year that my mother-in-law was living, the police were called out onto that residence 14 times because of drunken domestic violence, fights, all kinds of wow. things. Not one time did they ever step in and say, you know, this poor little old lady here, because my father-in-law was dead at that point, but not one time did they ever step in and say, you know, this poor little old lady is too stupid to, because well, she just never was very smart to start with. It wasn't just her age. But not one time did they I turn did around and say, you know, that they needed to intervene. Not one time. Laura, I thank you for the for sharing your story tonight, and I'm uh, sorry that it didn't work out for you. I mean, the, so many people expect the government to do something for them in a situation like that, and then they're se severely disappointed when it doesn't work out the way they intended it to. And the worst part is you still have to pay for these government programs, even though they aren't delivering on their promises. More coming up. Thanks for the call. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. If you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And those features include... Uh, we've got, let's see, the bulletin board system there. We've got the Shrine of Female Listeners. Number one uh, page on the whole website, Shrine dozens, of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies who have taken the time to send us their validated photo uh, to uh, prove that they listen to the show. Now, sometimes when we're here at the 2009 Liberty Forum, our lady listeners actually validate themselves by taking a picture with us, which is yeah. a qualification because sure. validation basically means that the lady listener in question is proving within the photograph that she listens to the show, and usually that involves holding up a sign or something like that, because she's usually at her house. we got bumper stickers right here. Right, we've got bumper stickers here, of course there's us, and so uh, so hopefully some of these ladies that are here this weekend, and I, as I was saying, Mark, there are, it, does it seem like, does it seem like there are more women here this time around? I, I you know, I, I, Or is it just there are more attractive women? It must be that. Mike Barsky is saying yes. Mike <laughs> Barsky gives us the uh, Barsky seal of approval. Uh, so he just spent some time recently in jail. So yeah. <laughs> everyone's more attractive after you get out of jail, right? <laughs> so we're here at the 2009 Liberty Forum. As always, a lot to talk about tonight uh, with you. If you make the call, you can bring up anything, and we need to tell you about this too. Have you been looking to spice things up in the bedroom or fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to AdamEve.com and get 50% off of one item when you type in. FTL in the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with the order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's FTL at AdamEve.com. All right, so uh, we are going to take a break here. We're going to come right back to the calls in a moment. But we do have a guest here on our third microphone. His name, and I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly. If not, uh, correct me. Yadrov? Hmm? Yadrov? Just split it differently. Yadrov. Yadra, I'm sorry. Okay, I've got the, the both the first and the last name running together here. Yadra is with us, and he is a brand new mover to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. I overheard a conversation you were having with Mark there a few moments ago, and you had told him that you'd come all the way from Washington State. It's a long way. Uh, pro probably that's further than Florida, isn't it? From, oh yes, from New Hampshire. And, some. and uh, so, how did you get here, Yadra? By airplane. <laughs> oh, excellent. Now, how old are you? Um, 21. I'm told. 
21. <laughs> and uh, you're a Free State Project member. You just moved here three days ago. Uh, how do you feel about all this so far? Um, just super, as you would say. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, so what was it that inspired you to come out to New Hampshire? Oh, a long list of things. But uh, um, I think that when people ask me to give the nutshell of the nutshell, it is simply that all interactions must be voluntary. And you feel like the best opportunity to help that come about in reality is here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project? Precisely. I agree with the thesis that uh, it is dependent, that is to say the success rate is dependent upon the prevalence of activists per population. And so what we're doing here, as our listeners know if they've tuned in before, is gathering as many liberty-loving people into the same geographic region as possible and getting them active for liberty. So what is it, uh, Yadra, that's most interesting to you as far as activism is concerned? Hmm. Well, I have actually found that I find it appealing across the spectrum from uh, civil disobedience to within the system activism. Such as running for office. Fantastic. So you'll be getting in, involved in a variety of different things here. And yes. there are a variety of things to do. I mean, obviously, you've only been here for a few days. But once you get to New Hampshire and you plug into the activism scene, you start to socialize with some of the other activists here. You make connections. You meet people. You can get involved in so much. I mean, there's just so much happening here. You know, this week I was complaining to Mark because I was doing so much activism, I didn't get very much actual work done. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> there's, there's so many different things that you can choose from uh, to spend your time on, and that's, a, that's really a good problem to have, and it's, it's something that people elsewhere just don't have to deal with. I mean, where, where are you coming from in Washington State? Ah, the north of Seattle area. So not actually in the city. But was it the city of no, Seattle? No, no, quite so. a bit north. I mean, I, I use that only for reference so that our listeners will know the general gotcha. vicinity. So what kind, of, what kind of activism was happening there as far as liberty is concerned? Um, Ron Paul was about the only thing that ever occurred in that right. region. So nothing else of which to speak. Nothing Indeed. worthwhile. And yeah, sounds about right. Right. And now here you are in a hotel with hundreds of people. And you're only probably maybe, well, maybe 80 people here tonight. Yeah, at I mean, this point. I mean, we're just still getting ramped up. Right. Over the weekend, there may be four or 500 people that, that come through here. Maybe even more than that. I think it was Likely. probably at least 400 last year. So we're probably going to top that this year. Uh, it's just... The synergy that happens, the brainstorming that, that results, the ideas that are generated, the, uh, the new connections that are made, and the, uh, the new, uh, it's just everything that, that comes from bringing these activists together is just so amazing. Yes, the contrast is incredible. It was surreal to walk around the corner and see uh, Gardner Goldsmith's forehead. <laughs> the contrast is incredible. <laughs> Very good. Now, actually, uh, you are doing something interesting here tonight, Yadra. You are streaming this show live. Now, obviously, we have our audio streams, but since we don't have our webcam with us tonight, we don't have the ability to, uh, to stream video from the studio, at least until you arrived, because you have uh, a mobile device and access to Quick.com. Indeed. It's your plugs that gave me awareness of it. Oh, excellent. I'm yeah. currently having a battery-related malfunction. Oh, that's <laughs> However, okay. there is a record of what I had previously streamed available on my Quick page. So you can see some of it. You can see some of tonight's show over at Quick.com forward slash Yadra Voet. That's Y-A-D-R-A-V-O-A-T. Yadra Voet. And Quick.com is such a neat service. Uh, it's, it's, I think, going to change and maybe already has begun to change the face of liberty activism, of, of any activism, period. I mean, if you consider yourself an activist of whatever brand, you should really look into Quick.com and, uh, and, and think about, consider, upgrading your, your cell phone, if you don't already have one, to one of the smartphones 
like a like a BlackBerry. Are you using an iPhone? Yes. You've got an iPhone. Yes. Blackberries, iPhones, Samsungs. I yes, I tested the Samsung Instinct at home. Uh, however, I found that it was, for my needs, somewhat inadequate. I had already experimented with another person's iPhone at one time and found that I, I liked its interface far better. And the, the important thing is, though, all of these phones and many more have now have the ability to stream live video and audio to the Internet, which is really... It's just revolutionary what this can do. We saw this week the very first instance of how this technology is helping the activist movement, particularly here in New Hampshire, when Dave Ridley was arrested for using this service, using Quick.com, in the lobby area of the Keene District Court. Of course, he was being intentionally obvious about it. Sure he was, although there was somebody else apparently there that was also yes. recording. I'm not sure who that uh, mystery activist was. I was delighted to become aware of that. Yep, and of course, the more activists we have, the more cameras we have, the more access to uh, the Internet uh, we'll have. These government guys are not going to know what to do. I mean, really, all they can do is buy a cell phone jammer and install it at the, at the courthouse, and I don't want to give many ideas. Precisely. Well, all we'll have to do then is uh, hack our phones to use different frequencies. Well, you could do that, and certainly there are other... Other things that you could, you, one could purchase. You could uh, kind of relay out uh, video service out to some somebody recording in their car or something. There, there would be ways to uh, to deal with that. And it, they, I mean, where do you buy where do you buy a cell phone jammer anyway? How exactly. many of the government guys well, know that it's one? It's no different than the increased failure rate of empires in that it is now far more expensive to occupy a country because of the cheapness of simple weapons that can bring down far more expensive weapon systems. So a sure. jammer was, would raise the cost of preventing people from uploading. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, you're absolutely right. I mean, just look at the, the, the difficulty the empire has over in Iraq fighting against a bunch of ragtag uh, insurgents. Yeah, they don't even have uh, power on a regular basis. <laughs> so, so Yandra, welcome to New Hampshire, and I hope you enjoy what is uh, your, your first New Hampshire Liberty Forum. This yeah, weekend. thanks for moving out. Indeed, thank you very much. Thanks for coming out, and thank you for streaming the show again if you want to tune in. Do uh, you have it back up again? Is it or yes, is it still it's trouble? Going. It's yeah, back it's on. going again. At quick.com, qik.com forward slash Yadra Voet, Y-A-D-R-A-V-O-A-T. Uh, presumably you'll be streaming for the remainder of the show tonight. Indeed. Thank you for that dedication. Really appreciate that. And uh, let's see if we can sneak in a phone call here before we roll into hour number three. I believe we have Dennis with us. Dennis in New Hampshire. Greetings, Dennis? gentlemen. Hey, what, why are you not here in Nashua? Oh, because I have a two-month-old baby and a dad and a whole bunch of stuff going on at work, and it's, it's crazy for me. I will Are be you coming up Saturday, at some point? Sunday. Oh, okay, great, great. Well, we would like to have you on the show at, at some point if you're here Saturday night, but what's on, what's on your mind tonight? I, I tell you, um, there's, there's some really serious stuff, and I feel like, like crap because I feel like I am partially responsible because I am. Um, the, the fallout from what happened that was kind of ugly yesterday in the uh, House of Representatives gallery is much more severe than I would have thought. Much more severe. And well, what talk. you're referring to is the uh, the House resolution that was, would have drawn a line in the sand for the federal government and basically tell them, hey, look, you've gone too far. If you take one more step, uh, we possibly are going to, uh, that'll result in the nullification of our agreement, which is kind of like secession, but not really. And so there was this big rally a couple of days ago about this. Was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Anyway, there was this rally yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. 
And after the rally was over, the, uh, the, the people went inside the state house. The state house, they voted on it. They voted it down. And some people got very upset. They got very loud. They even apparently pushed their way out. And you're going to tell us more about it if you can hang on, Dennis, uh, because you're sure. saying there's, there was unexpected fallout from it. I want to find out what that means. More coming up with Dennis from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance in hour number three. Your calls as well about whatever you want. We're live from the 2009 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231, as we launch here into the third hour of the program. We're broadcasting live from the 2009 New Hampshire Liberty Forum, a, an occasion designed to bring as many liberty-loving people together into the same hotel as possible. The Free State Project... <laughs> The Free State Project brings liberty lovers uh, together to the same geographic location, and that is the state of New Hampshire. And, of course, we talk a lot about the Free State Project on this show. But in this case, this weekend, hundreds of people, many of whom are have already moved to New Hampshire, and a number of whom are considering moving to New Hampshire, and many who, uh, many who would like to move but just haven't been able to do so quite yet, are all gathering together here at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Nashua, and it is always a good time. I can see from a few of the beer bottles left here on the table that uh, people have already begun libating and uh, enjoying themselves. They've been enjoying themselves since they arrived because it's really easy to have a good time when you're surrounded by like-minded individuals. And we are bringing another like-minded individual here onto our third microphone tonight. Dale is with us from AnarchyInYourHead.com. Hello, Dale. Hi. Uh, welcome back to Free Talk Live as you... Uh, as you know, if you've been listening for a little while, Dale comes in uh, once a week, basically, and co-hosts the show. And that's what you'll be hearing as we continue to broadcast live from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. We'll bring some of our co-hosts in as they show up and sit in and join us uh, to express their thoughts on how things have been going. And uh, we'll get back into that, but we've got to get back to Dennis's call here in a moment. Uh, also, of course, we'll be talking to some of the guests, some of the speakers that are here at the forum over the weekend. People like Glenn Jacobs, you might know him from WWE. He goes by Kane there. Dr. Mary Ruard, hopefully we'll be able to grab her and have her uh, on the air with us, which would be fantastic because she's one of my heroes. That's the plan for the, this weekend. Yep, and so many others. So uh, I don't have the list of speakers in front of me, but it's an incredibly long list. You can go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, and you can get a list of what's happening. Get the schedule. Take a look at it. If you're up in the New, uh, the New England area this weekend, come on by. If you can only make it out for Saturday or Sunday or Friday, come out. You can buy a one-day pass, and you can enjoy the, uh, the festivities here see the speeches, see the panel discussions, and meet some of these great people. Let's go back to Dennis Goddard. He's with us uh, from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance in New Hampshire. Dennis, you're back on Free Talk Live. Greetings, gentlemen. Dennis, welcome back. Uh, Dale is here with us as well. And all of us were out at this event yesterday morning in Concord outside the State House for this, uh, this resolution which did not pass. Uh, that was essentially going to draw a line in the sand uh, for the federal government to say, look, if you take one more step toward tyranny, New Hampshire is going to be out of this union. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't go through. Something that happened after it didn't pass, from what I understand, I didn't actually experience this because I took off after the speeches were done outside. Uh, and, Dennis, you say you weren't there for it either. What was it that went on? What was it that you understood uh, from what you heard happened? Well, to, to explain properly what happened, and I didn't fully appreciate what happened um, until I was talking to people in the State House today. Um, to appreciate what happened, you have to know how good things were going. Um, you know, 
there's against the backdrop of the NHLA spending years building up credibility, respectability, and an ever-increasing base. You know, against the NHLA, you know, we had the, uh, the rally with Real ID, which we didn't organize, but we were, you know, a big part of. And that going so well and Real ID becoming so popular that we oppose it. Um, and getting to the point where in the state house you'd hear more and more politicians, more and more elected people saying, you know, I'm kind of libertarian, blah, blah, blah. And they aren't. Mm-hmm. But on maybe <laughs> one issue they'd be with us, and they'd, and they'd start yeah. to self-identify as libertarian. That's good that's news. That's good. You know, that's really good. So then, you know, we had the rally yesterday. The number of people was amazing. The energy was amazing. And some of the security guys for the um, State House actually came up to us and said, wow, you know, we have never seen a group this big on the State House grounds. That includes, like, Vietnam protests. Never. That's, that's pretty incredible. I mean, especially considering it was mm, 20 degrees outside or maybe even lower yeah. than that. It was cold. Could, we got there at 8. Right. So, so it was a tremendous turnout. People were so respectful, so nice, so just like the nicest crowd. It was the biggest and nicest crowd that they had ever seen. We got kudos but. eight ways from Sunday. These people were, you know, like people need to get in and out of the building. And people are, you know, excuse me, here, you need to get the door. Let me hold that for you. Just nice, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so when it came time for them to go and vote for the day, um, one, of, one of our folks, I, I don't know if it was Dan Itza or someone else, but someone went and talked to the Speaker of the House, who knows, you know, I mean, we, we gave her a grade of constitutional threat because she earned it. But did go and say, look, you know, we've got this big crowd of people outside that care about this one bill. Could you do us a favor and special order this right to the top of the day? Yeah, let's get him out of here. She she said, yeah, absolutely, you know. Kind of going, she didn't have to do that at all. Sure. But just going a little out of the way, because the NHLA is a very respected organization. We're respected people. You know, we're making inroads. Got a bunch of our people elected, this and that. Okay. And I tell you that the most positive thing that happened yesterday, that I mean, this was huge, and I would have never noticed it if one of our old timers, Don Gorman, hadn't pointed this out to me. When there, so the motion was made to vote on the bill, which is just a formality, and then the question was made: Is there? Oh, and someone said we'd like a roll call vote, which means you know, we want to be able to identify who votes for and who votes against this thing. That's mm-hmm. going to yell yay or nay. That way you can know who to target uh, in the next election season? Exactly. And, and the rule is you need ten people to second that motion for it to pass. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, think, I don't know if it's ten or two, whatever it is. It's a few. At that moment, a hundred legislators stood up seconding the motion. A hundred. You never see that. Ever. That's great. At that moment, within a split second... I guarantee the leadership, quote-unquote, the leadership on both parties, Republican and Democrat, was doing a quick mental calculation. And in that split second, that calculation included, number one, holy shit. Oh, my goodness. Goodbye, Dennis. Goodbye. Oh, oh my goodness. He should know better than that. What are you going to do? You know, you get wrapped up in these things emotionally. That's too bad. I wanted to hear the rest of the story. I think that, uh, you know, Dennis uh, is concerned that uh, the uh, NHLA has taken uh, a, a hit here with the 
what I would believe are not even libertarians, but in fact paleoconservatives that were probably all huffy that um, their bill didn't get through and that King Obama... They got Obama, very angry, from what I understand, yeah, and yelled and pushed their way out on uh, yesterday morning. They, they, and they made a scene, apparently, and yeah. uh, a lot of these, uh, a lot of the people in the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance are very upset about that, and I can understand why. But, you know, hey, politics is a nasty business, and it's a public business. So that, That's you, nothing new, either. Right, no, it's not. Politics has gotten really ugly to the point of fisticuffs. Right, and I don't, absolutely, in the first Congress, it was my understanding that people wore guns in and shot at the ceiling when they weren't happy with what the representatives were saying. I'm not, so, I'm not making wait, an excuse I'm not for defending this behavior at all, but the fact is, maybe these politicians should, uh, like, should realize, hey, we just voted against a resolution to back up the Ninth and Tenth Amendments of the Bill of Rights of the United States Constitution. Mm, are we the people a little upset about that? Like maybe somebody, like well, may, maybe it's insane that nobody really did get hurt. I, maybe I that's what's from. crazy. What I wanted to comment on was that Dennis was saying that that did some. He felt like that might have done some damage. That's where I believe he was he was going there. Was that that uh, that? And hopefully he can tell us the rest of the story tomorrow night in person. He'll, he'll, he'll write me an email. I'll finish it up on the air tonight. Uh, so so I think that what he was saying was that uh, you know these guys kind of ruined their reputation. The the angry people ruined the reputation of the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Obviously, each individual so-called representative is individual. They get to decide for themselves. But this is a reality of dealing with uh, or playing the political game. I mean, if you're doing politics, it's a public thing. If you are running, you know, some political party, you have to let every, pretty much everybody in. This was a public event. It was advertised far and wide. So there's no way for you to vet every single individual that comes to this event. They could be all kinds of crazy and out of control. I mean, it, if somebody had pulled out a gun and started shooting people, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance would take the blame for that, too, as though they could somehow control who shows up to their event. So, so these uh, reps are, are obviously very collectivist in their mindset, like, oh, well, because some people were angry and upset, that must mean the whole New Hampshire Liberty Alliance is bad news. No, and that's something you have to spin. deal with. This is the spin, man. Here, uh, the Democrats had the opportunity to either vilify paleoconservative types like ITSA, right, mm -hmm. or they had the chance to vilify the NHLA. They chose to vilify the NHLA because, because the they're threat. more dangerous. That's a good point. More coming up. You bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, 1-800-259-9231. We're live from the 2009 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. And the, uh, the studio here, which, by the way, I haven't commented on the studio yet tonight, Mark. It's plush. Yeah, it's, it's nice. nice. I, you know, we're, we're in, we were in here last year too. Yep. Uh, so it's a really nice place. We're here in the corner, and there are it's just about as people. Big as my house. There are people everywhere, uh, not just here in the studio, but all around the hotel, and hundreds more are going to be filtering in throughout the weekend to enjoy a variety of speeches, panel discussions, socializing. Uh, let's see, networking, after-hours parties. I don't know where the parties are tonight, but Dale, I bet you'll be finding out where they where they're I'm, at. I'm going to find out. I don't know either, but. <laughs> I'll work my connections and get back to you. Dale is here from AnarchyInYourHead.com, a cartoon that is uh, that is very liberty-oriented and originates, obviously, from here in New Hampshire, published twice uh, per week on Wednesdays and Fridays, and highly recommend people go and take a look. Not only do you get uh, cartoons, but you also get editorials from time to time. So head over to AnarchyInYourHead.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. 
Sakel's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. Sakel, C-A-I. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. So we were talking with Dennis Goddard from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance a few moments ago about his mixed feelings in regards to yesterday's event, which was a, a politically oriented event in Concord. Hundreds of people showed up for it. In many ways, it was successful, and in many ways, it was a disappointment. And Dale, you made a comment during the break I thought was worth making on the air, that as somebody who isn't politically invested, what were your thoughts about yesterday? Well, the night that I went into it with very low expectations for the bill, and so when it was voted down as I expected it to be, I wasn't crushed. I think a lot of people were really upset. I had one, one they friend were. who was with me said, we need to go over to the hardware store and get pitchforks and torches. And <laughs> yeah, and that, that really didn't, you know, that, that's not going to solve anything, and it didn't solve anything, and it was really uh, it, unfortunate that uh, the NHLA is taking the brunt for what a, a couple of people did. Well, right, and they shouldn't. It doesn't, I don't worry about what the representatives are going to think about people being angry and upset about what they've done. Uh, I don't. I mean, I, I don't want to. That stuff. I don't, I'd also don't. I'd also don't want to get on bad, get bad blood with the NHLA or anything either. But as far as like the torches and the pitchforks, I just didn't have any fight in me. I didn't care either way right. which way the bill went. So. And and really, what were they going to do with the torches and the pitchforks anyway? Wave them and shout louder? It, it would have just been another, It just would have been continuation of the of the rally, a, a protest, right. you know. So and and that's kind of what I wanted 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 to point out. One of my critiques of the rally, and I don't know how you feel about this, Dale. Uh, would love to have your thoughts. The shouting, the shouting, the chanting, it just seems so mindless, so groupthink, so unpersuasive. I mean, there was some comments on uh, Ridley Report. Dave Ridley was there with his video camera, RidleyReport.com. You can see some of this, where he was talking to some of the reps and asking them how they feel about it. They don't care. No. They don't care if people are out there shouting. They know how guided to... shouting, right. too. They... It wasn't even, like, spontaneous. It was they were telling us what to shout, and then everyone would shout it in unison. Well, that all... that's always how it happens. Somebody will start chanting, and then others will pick it up, and, then... and that's what happens. But the... the reps pointed out that, you know, they don't care they they're used to this kind of stuff and they're going to do what they're going to do that was the, Dennis just said it was the biggest crowd that they'd ever had on there including vietnam protests and stuff like that so i mean yeah. apparently the reps aren't used to it and i do think that the they're crowd used to outside... being yelled at they're used to what i'm saying is they're used to having people being upset with them that's who all. the hell yells at reps i mean I, people you call ever... them on the phone all the time that's and one person yelling that's not Still, the same as I'm people chanting out. outside Whatever, i'm just man. saying that they you're voted making it down known, anyway you're making known the largest group that's ever been on the lawn in the last couple of decades yes i, I think, I think that's they a value. Did nothing i think they made an impression i'm not sure i it mean it didn't change it's the vote just one thing no it didn't change the vote whether well, i think the biggest impression happened after the vote when they started shouting and booing and things like that well i had one friend who was there uh he i, I didn't engage in that i had already i hadn't I didn't stick around to hear the final vote. It was crowded in there, and there was nowhere to sit, and I was uncomfortable, and I didn't care that much which way they voted, so I stepped out. But there was a lot of booing and shouting after they voted it down, and or they voted ITL, I guess. And uh, one friend, uh, Tim, who was with me, said that uh, he, he was entertained by the way the representatives, it's, some, it's like something they'd never experienced before, mm -hmm. having the crowd be disrespectful of the ceremonies you know and and it, he he said it was sort of entertaining the way they reacted to that i mean i i'm sure that i know dennis wasn't uh, happy about the impression that 
Sure, so, yeah, because because May, the political but... guys, and Dennis is, is one of those guys, though well, he's also an anarchist at the same time, uh, and, and I love Dennis, great guy, uh, but the, the political guys are very concerned with their image, because that's what politics is all about. It's about you know presenting this respectful image and dressing in suits and that sort of thing, and so when these rowdy folks showed up and, and started doing what they wanted to do, it all of a sudden that painted the, all of a sudden painted the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance in a way they hadn't expected to right. be. Right, it, it gave the, the Democrats and the most liberal of the Democrats, the biggest threats to the Constitution um, of the state of New Hampshire, it gave them a club to go after this group that r really, uh, quite frankly, frightens them because it's uh, it's having it's being a very very effective in New Hampshire politics. One it, thing you can be certain of is that you can never stop this. The New Hampshire Liberty Alliance will never be able to control who shows up at their events. So they're going to have to do something to deal with this situation, to somehow distance themselves from it. If they want to be perceived as, well, hey, we're respectful over here. We don't know who those guys are. I don't know how they can go about doing that because this is a public event where people can mingle in and about, and, and I can see why people could, would be confused. It could Libertarianish very, types especially, they've said it's like herding cats. So. Yeah. It could very well have been uh, you know, agent provocateurs as sure. far as we know. Absolutely. Absolutely could have been Democrats that, or you know, Republicans Absolutely. that don't want to see the NHLA becoming more powerful, or Democrats that don't want to see the same thing. You don't never know what right. who, who this is, and they're doing that. I mean, it was some a little bit of pushing and some some hollering. I mean, yes, I understand why they went boo in the uh, in, in, in the state house, but it wasn't the appropriate place to do it. Well, I don't necessarily. I mean, you made the point, Mark, that that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, people, you say people used to shoot guns in there. I, I, I understand. Uh, like things have changed now, but right. do you understand how it did give? Uh, it, it, it has given the enemies uh, a club to beat us with. I, I see that, and they're always going to be finding something. If you're in Absolutely the game true. of politics, Absolutely the true. opposition is always going to find something to paint you with that you had nothing to do with, and you're just going to have to learn how to deal with that. And it's like Dale was saying, being on the outside looking in, it's just relatively amusing to us, like, oh, there you go, they're playing the political game again. Whenever you create a movement, whether it's the Libertarian Party or, in this case, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, once you get to the point of being some sort of a threat to the system, then Things start to happen different. In this case, was it agent, uh, agents provocateur coming in and th causing trouble, or was it just a couple of loudmouths? Who knows? But we certainly know that once you do get big enough and influential enough, that's when the infiltration starts to happen. Yeah. That's when the internal sabotage starts to happen. All you need to do is look at the Libertarian Party and look at what happened to them. At one time, they were a principled organization, and now they've been completely watered down and, and made completely irrelevant yeah, by and, and internal, internal strife. And you wake up, who knows how many special interest groups that are coasting along, and all of a sudden you start threatening, mate, like... Uh, public employee unions, or just anyone yeah. anyone who benefits from big government. If you you know they're used to coasting along. As soon as you start to be a true threat to big government, then you're going to wake up all those interest groups that are willing to use political violence. To and get the their nastiness. <laughs> right. Have you ever right. heard of uh, unions? I mean, my gosh, unions might use violence to get what they want. <laughs> the nastiness just starts to come out, and. I'm glad I don't have to deal with that stuff, uh, having not, you know, not being in charge of the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance or whatever organizations we're talking about, because that's a difficult task trying to separate yourself yes. from these. And, and I don't folks. like having to live my life dishonestly. I'm not going to walk on eggshells, and it feels like lying to me. I'm going to be, I'm going to say what I really believe, and if I'm angry, I'm going to express my anger nonviolently. Absolutely. So. More coming up here. You can dial in, and bring up what you want. It's free talk. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 
And as always, you bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. And some of those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website, totally free for you. In fact, they go back for an entire year on us, freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is offering 12 different seminars this summer alone in locations across the country. Participation is free, and in in addition, IHS is even going to cover meals and housing. Now, the seminars are for those that are simply curious about libertarian philosophy or to those passionate about liberty, even those who want career advice, networking opportunities, and lectures relevant to each career path. You can go to the IHS.com and get registered today. The deadline is March 31st. That's the IHS.com. As we continue here, uh, live from the 2009 Liberty Forum, we haven't actually talked too much tonight about the Liberty Forum and its uh, upcoming festivities, uh, its events over the weekend. It's going to be all weekend long. We're going to be here throughout the entire event, broadcasting live tonight, uh, tomorrow, and Saturday night, all here from our palatial studios at the Crown Plaza Hotel, very nice hotel in Nashua, New Hampshire. There are a lot of people gathering around. I guess the comedians are done, and so people have spilled out into the hallways. Uh, lots of socializing going on. It is a good time. The studio here is filled with people, and everybody seems to be enjoying themselves, as they should, because they're around like-minded individuals. Yep. And that's really cool. It is. It's really not. That's why we're here in New Hampshire. Now, Dale, how many of the Liberty Forums have, uh, have you been to? Just the last one. I actually signed up for the first one, and then... Uh circumstances prevented me from being able to come. So are you thinking this is going to be as good as last year? Or? I, oh, I, I think it's going to be a lot better than last year. I, I, I didn't have much interest in seeing many of the speakers last year, mm-hmm. and, and now I'm having schedule conflicts. And It's in, going to be tough to pick, huh? Exactly. I, I know that I, I'm actually somewhat disappointed uh, because... We, uh, we, Mark and I have to be on a panel on Sunday, and we're going up against Pete Ayer from oh, Bureaucrash and William Norman Grigg from LouRockwell.com. Two people I want to see. Yeah, so I'm hoping somebody's going to be in the other studios or the other uh, the parlors with some sort of video device and uploading these things. So well, you think there'll yes, be a... Paul is going to, uh, so that's good to you know. You think there'll be a video camera with libertarians I around? Think that, well, I know that, <laughs> well, now, did, did, didn't they at one point a few years ago actually restrict camera access? I guess they're now allowing people to bring cameras in here. I, 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 I don't I know the thought, answer to that. I thought they filmed... I saw cameras, uh, you know, professionally set up cameras last year, I thought, if memory serves. Michael Hampton from uh, HomelandStupidity.us, as I recall, he was here last year, and you were able to film. uh, Did you have to ask any permission for that? You did. Okay, so you may have to go over and talk to the organizer, but he might let you in uh, so you can record uh, to what's going on over there. People this. are going to want to see it. I think, I think they should uh, because, you know, the more cameras that are on the ground, the more videos are going to be uploaded to YouTube, the more people are going to find out about the Free State Project. So it seems like a no-brainer, and when we see Chris Lawless, we'll drag him in here and uh, hold his feet to the flames on that one. All right, so 800-259-9231. So coming up uh, tomorrow, if, again, you're in the New, uh, the New England area, come on out to Concord, or not Concord, rather, Nashua, New Hampshire, the Crown Plaza Hotel. You'll be able to see uh, Matt Simon from New Hampshire Coalition for Common Sense, marijuana policy. He's going to be speaking tomorrow. Gary Franchi from Restore the Republic. Uh, also, David Nolan, the founder of the Libertarian Party, is going to be one of the opening speakers. Uh, and I remember reading, we read one of his articles on the air from LouRockle.com recently. He's pretty disappointed with what happened to the party that he founded. 
uh, David Nolan pretty upset at the infiltration that we were talking about a few moments ago. Who could be happy with it? So Bob he's, Barr is their uh, presidential candidate in 2008. Yeah. Yeah was sad yeah so he'll be here and who knows what he's going to have to say adam kokesh who i had the uh, the pleasure to meet yesterday at the uh, the rally adam kokesh from iraq veterans against the war gave quite a rousing speech yesterday morning and so uh, that that's going to be a definite uh, attraction ethan nadelman is here from uh, the drug policy alliance anthony gregory is also going to be speaking this is all just tomorrow uh, anthony gregory speaking from lourockwell.com there's also a, a panel discussion about jobs and housing now these are two of the most Asked questions uh, besides uh, how cold is it? Jobs and housing are two of the biggest issues for incoming free staters, people that are moving to New Hampshire to be part of the Free State Project, to be activists for liberty. Uh, a lot of people want to know, what am I going to do for work when I get there, and where am I going to live? So people who have been there and done that, and the experts, I guess, are going to be speaking about this uh, tomorrow. So yet another interesting uh, interesting panel discussion to attend. I think we have like half a dozen people, it seems like, lined up right now just trying to work out housing before they can move into Keene. We probably really? have more people right now just from looking at the free Keene forums. And there, there is, like uh, there's a lot of demand for housing, at least in the Keene area. The demand is essentially outstripping at least supply as far as couches and spare rooms for people to come on. So one of the things I think that would, would really be useful up here in New Hampshire is some, you know, some entrepreneurs who are going to come up and buy a you know, multifamily house, live in one side of it, and then, and then rent out the other. Well, plenty of them are doing that. They uh, just are looking. Uh, you know, it's probably a good idea to have one, another few of those in Keene. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But in New Hampshire, in New, Hampshire. In, New Hampshire in general, I mean... It's being done. Yes, I understand it's being done, but we need more of it because, again, uh, demand is outstripping supply. So if you've got a few extra bucks and you're looking to, uh, to invest, obviously now's a good time to buy some real estate. The, uh, the housing market is definitely down. It's a buyer's market. I mean, I've, I've been watching, eyeballing the houses that have been for sale in my neighborhood of Keene, and it's just been months. They've just been sitting there on the market for months. There was one place that went real quick... It must have been priced right, I, I suppose, but uh, it's, it's, these activists are, are great people. I wouldn't want to rent to anybody else besides the activists if I had the opportunity. Uh, fortunately, I guess, fortunately, when I purchased my multifamily home, it was already occupied, so the current renters are obviously not free staters, and they're, and they're still there. But, so I, I would love to have the opportunity to turn that into what they call a pork manor. The porcupine is the, uh, is the mascot for the Free State Project, the idea, of course, being that, well, you... They're very cute and cuddly until you attempt to mess with one of them. So, uh, so yeah, so more people coming here. Good idea tomorrow. Jobs and housing panel. Oh, Glenn Jacobs, possibly the biggest speaker of the weekend, is going to be one of the speakers tomorrow. And he's awesome. Of course, you know him as WWE's Kane. Really nice guy. Looks intimidating when you look at him, but just one of the, the sweetest guys. Uh, you would never guess it by looking at him, especially when he's doing his job. Well, Mar his job is to be a big bad guy. Right. Dr. Mary Ruart is also going to be here tomorrow, and you may know her from Healing Our World, one of the best liberty-oriented uh, liberty books out there. It's the one that I recommend most often to people, and she's a, a personal hero of mine. She's going to be doing the keynote speech tomorrow night. Now, that's locked down. Uh, if you didn't get your tickets in advance for that, you're out of luck. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be somebody recording that, too. Who knows? Michael Hampton from HomelandStupidity.us is going to have uh, a recording of that. Are, will that be available publicly online later at HomelandStupidity.us? Great. Okay. Coming up later on, you, you have to sit in on the mic I, and we'll get the details. I have an extra student ticket for that. Oh, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be scalping? 
Well, uh, I probably won't. I don't think I'm, I'm not going to try and make money on it, but I would like to get my money back. <laughs> Why not? I mean, if it's in high demand, you should make a few bucks. That's a is good it, point. Is that, is that illegal at a libertarian event, scalping tickets? It, sh it shouldn't be if it is. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot going on, and uh, apparently after hours there's going to be some sort of movie. I'm not sure what it is that will be shown tomorrow night, but uh, apparently a projector is in the house, and... Some people are going to get together and watch a movie. So that's just what's on the official roster of things to do tomorrow. Also going on simultaneously to all of this stuff, and I did leave a couple things out, by the way, just because I didn't know the names of who they were, but there's a lot happening. There's also the Alternatives Expo, and I'm sure at some point somebody from the Alternatives Expo is going to be joining us this weekend to talk about what that is. Essentially, a few years back, and I don't know if it was at the first Porcupine Freedom Festival or it was the Liberty Forum, but at one of these big Free Stater events, Somebody made the decision, and there he is. Jack, uh, Jack is here from the Alternatives Expo. Jack, do you mind uh, sitting in here real quick? Thanks, Dale, for, for sitting on the show. We'll have you back later this weekend. But uh, Jack is here from Alternatives Expo. Jack, I was just running down the list of things that are going on officially here at the Liberty Forum tomorrow, and I was pointing out that at one point you decided, was it at the Liberty Forum or the, uh, the first Pork Fest? Or when, it, when was it you decided to create the Alternatives Expo? It was at the first Liberty Get Forum. Get right close on that mic. Two, two years ago, the first Liberty Forum. Okay, and you decided to do it because you just wanted to expand out the topics. There wasn't enough variety in your mind as to what was being discussed at the Liberty Forum, and you took the reins, you took the initiative to create your own simultaneously, concurrently running event. We're going to come back and talk more about it with cool. you and more in moments. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want, even in these remaining moments. 1-800-259-9231. And it is Ian here with you also. And Dale. And Dale. Uh, Mark decided to wander off somewhere. Anyway, he'll be back uh, sometime later this weekend. So, we're here at the 2009 Liberty Forum. We just ran down the list of things that's going on officially tomorrow at the Liberty Forum. And it is a great, uh, great list of, uh, of, of events and activities. But if you're looking at it, if you're over at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum, you're looking at the list and you're wondering, well, yeah, it looks good and uh, maybe I'll go see that and I'll see that. But maybe there's like an hour or two where you're just not interested. Sometimes that happens. There's something else going on concurrently, and Jack Shimmick is here with us from the Alternatives Expo. Jack, before we get into what's happening tomorrow, give us the history of the, uh, a brief history of the Alternatives Expo. Why was it created? Well, what happened was, um, 2007 was, was the year that, uh, that was actually the first Liberty Forum, and there were some things I was really interested in, and uh, the organizers weren't as interested in, so I said, well, what the heck, let's talk about them anyway. So we got some rooms upstairs, and uh, we just put on our own little side event. That's fantastic. The, where the road less traveled. This is, it's such a great example of the mindset of the liberty activists. Like, if, if they're not doing what you want them to do, you do it yourself. You That's don't right. just We're complain free. about it. You, you get out there and you create what you're looking for in the first it, place. And that's how leadership really, that should be the symbol of good leadership, is just to start doing something, and if you're doing it well, and if you're... Uh, doing a good job, then people will join in. And, and they have. Uh, in the case of the Alternatives Expo, it's not just you that's organizing this, Jack. You've got volunteers of your own. Uh, right. You've got a variety of speakers covering a, a, a huge range of topics. And what is happening? Just give us some of the highlights from tomorrow's lineup. I mean, you're going on all weekend long, too, as, as the Liberty Forum is as well. And so what's happening? And, and by the way, pe can people go to altexpo.org? That's right. And if you click on the tab that says Alt Expo number 3, that will take you to our uh, 
schedule. So you get the full schedule there. Right, right. right. So give me some highlights. What's happening tomorrow? Okay, we have uh, energy alternatives in New Hampshire. You've got wind power, solar power, things like that. We've, we've managed to bring in the guy who's done more solar installations than anybody else in the state. And he's also on the... Um, the Building Codes Review Board, it's called. So if, ever, if anybody has questions about, like, well, if I wanted to put up solar panels, what do I have to do to, you know, still, you know, not ruffle too many feathers? So the guy that does more than anybody else, he'll be here. Alternative energies, it has to be a huge topic. I think that's one that's come back again and again at the Alt Expo. And I know that just from my discussions with, uh, with free staters and other liberty activists, living off the grid is a relatively popular concept. And that's some of the things that are going to be discussed tomorrow. And plus, it looks like it's getting more popular kind of in the mainstream. Uh, I heard Sam from the Obscure Truth Network was telling me the other day, he's heard that solar panels are finally getting competitively priced with other power options. Is that true? Well, uh, we I'm not the him. expert, but yeah. you, if you come uh, see 11 a.m. tomorrow, you'll find out. Uh, Mark Weisflog is the guy that's going to be here, and he'll give you the prices, the numbers, what products are out there. He's the guy that actually does it day to day. He doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't just talk about it. He actually does it. He bolts them in, wires them up, and makes them work. Important question. Now, obviously, to get into the Liberty Forum, there's an admission fee. How does that work with the Alt Expo? Well, we're sort of a free market alternative, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but we do ask for donations because, you know, right. we have room costs and everything else, too. So. Sure. So, yeah, come on. So what else? Give me some other give me okay. another highlight, or two, uh, or three. Well, we've got, uh, it's kind of a tradition to have uh, Russell Canning uh, do his Welcome to the Shire and his explanation of uh, how his concept of the Shire. New Russell the is, Shire. Uh, for our listeners that don't know, Russell is one of the, I think, the, the best activists in New Hampshire. He is somebody a lot of people look up to for his civil disobedience. He's a real trendsetter, I think, up here, and a lot of people... Uh, love Russell Canning and, and love hearing what he has to say, so he'll be out there, and I think that's fantastic. We've got uh, computer security secrets, and that's as an alternative mm-hmm. to letting everybody in the world just read what's on your hard drive. Mm-hmm. So we have a fellow that's an expert here talk about that. Learn how to encrypt. Yep, there you go. And uh, we have some folks coming up from Cambridge, Massachusetts. They, do, uh, they use flash animation for economic education. So it's really interesting. They've got a thing called Save Sunny, and I think you can go to savesunny.com. I hope I've got that right. It's a, a cartoon, essentially. Mm-hmm. And Sonny is this kid that's a skater. He gets his first job at a pizza parlor. And he's so upset when he sees his first paycheck. And like <laughs> half the money's gone, you know, or a third yep. of the money's gone. And I guess I shouldn't give away the story, but it's great. No, it involves yeah. a chase, and Sonny's climbing the uh, Washington Monument to get away from the bad guys. So. Cool. But, but come, we'll have it playing in the rooms later. Now, are the creators of that going to be there tomorrow? Yes. Too? Yeah, they'll okay. be here. They'll be showing there. And they have a full length. Uh, flash uh, movie coming to talk about the economic crisis. So wow. they'll show some of that in the in the works. Cool. We have pedal power. Uh, we have a guy here that rides his trike to work, uh, and uh, another guy to talk about his bicycle. And if, if if he can get it in the room, he'll demonstrate his trike. Maybe we can put it in the hall or something like that. Uh, we have uh, Mike Barsky and Kat Canning with Pimp My Activism, which stands for Practice Makes Perfect. Now, this is pretty cool. I saw some of the video footage from this uh, recently on YouTube, and basically the point is activists, inevitably, the more they're out and about doing activism, are going to run into the law enforcement officers. It's inevitable. And so the Pimp My Activism is in a, it's, it's essentially a, a gathering of people who are, number one, interested in learning how to handle those situations. Because if you haven't been in one of those situations before, the first time you're placed into it, no matter how much you've heard, no matter how much you've discussed, 
it's going to be a real rattling occasion. You're going to be pretty likely full of adrenaline and, uh, and somewhat nervous. And so the Pit My Activism is intended to help people handle that and to give them some simple suggestions as to what to do and some specific suggestions as to how to handle that situation. D Dale, were you at the first one that they did? I didn't go to that Pit My Activism. I was just going to back you up because I had in my mind what I was going to do when I got pulled over. I was going to film it. I was going to make sure I said the right things. Mm -hmm. And when it, when, it actually, when it actually happened, it is a very different you experience. Choke. And I'm yeah. learning from real life, but that's a hard way to learn. So my activism seems Yeah, like you'll a tend to idea. say uh, some stupid things the first time. And things you don't have to say, you know, you, you don't have to make the case against yourself. I mean, you have the right to sure. remain silent. Same so thing. some of those things, so they're going to be touching on some of the basics <laughs> as to how to handle police situation. And uh, not only are people that are interested in learning about that going to be there, but people like Mike Barsky and Kat Canning have actually had some of those experiences and will be able to speak from right. their personal experience to help uh, help explain how things are, are, are happening there. You know, I think down the line what would be really cool and mike's not uh, mike is here actually i don't know if we can slip him in in the, the remaining moments to talk about this but uh and maybe we'll get to it later but anyway what would be really cool eventually is to actually have somebody like a brad jardis somebody who's a, a liberty friendly cop come in and really play the cop role because one of my concerns was that well if you get liberty activists playing the cop role that's cool. They're your friends. Yeah, they're your friends, and they don't, you know, they don't have the practice at being a cop. And so, they're not as mean. So know? I don't know where we're at with that, but uh, but altexpo.org is the place to go to learn more about the Alternatives Expo. And, you know, if you can't make it out to the Liberty Forum, you're real consistent with this, Jack. You're going to be doing one at the Porcupine Freedom Festival this summer. Oh yeah, that's so. right. And uh, at the Live Free or Die Festival, and every chance we get. Very good. Hey, thanks for sitting in, as always, on Free Talk Live. And, hey, thanks, Ian. Uh, thanks for doing the competing event. It's such a great uh, libertarian ideal to just, uh, if somebody's not doing what you want them to do, you start up your own thing, and the Alt Expo is a stellar example of that. Uh, Mike Barsky is uh, back in the background, stepping into the third microphone here. Mike Barsky, one of the uh, more, I would say, visible activists here in the state. The, the government has realized your visibility and has uh, gone after you for that. And you're the man who's putting together the Pimp My Activism seminar. You've already done one of them. Uh, Jack obviously gave a brief description. Did you want to add anything to that as far as what your vision is for this uh, this event? Well, I think it's important that it's not really my vision. It's I'm not putting it on. Cat happens to be um, running this one with me. Oh, apologies. Me, but, I, I, no, no I thought problem, it was your idea originally. Uh, maybe, but that's you know the important thing is that uh, I. You know, you, I've heard you say on this show so many times to callers who have uh, relate their experiences with cops, it, it's hard to know. It's hard to know what to do until you've experienced it. And I've experienced that myself because I've been pulled over a number of times now and I've been in court a number of times. And I always have these ideas of how I want it to go and what I want to say and what I should say. Mm -hmm. And I don't get to it. I, it's scary. It's very scary to have a guy with a gun threatening you, yelling at you, or doing you know whatever situation you're in. So um, my goal, if I could have one for these, is just to have... Everyone who's interested, come and practice. That's, in fact, that's all I want to do is practice. Sure. I want to practice being in a courtroom scenario with people pretending to be the judge. Or, and as a matter of fact, I'd even like to practice being the cop for someone else who wants to practice being the activist because mm -hmm. maybe I, I can learn what they go through. Absolutely. And so that's going to be happening tomorrow, and it's one of Four. what will be – it's one of many, actually, right? Yeah, this will be the second one, uh, and it seems to be popular, so I'll be glad to have more sessions. Um, hell, I need more practice. And probably one at Porkfest, if not just, you know, in general, without an event around it. Well, I know you were talking with Brad Jardis. Brad Jardis is the Law Enforcement Against Prohibition member. He's unique because, well, he's the only current, currently employed Law Enforcement Against Prohibition member as far as actual street-level cop. And he's a hell of a nice guy, and he's really a liberty-friendly dude. I know you talked to him about it. 
How's he feel about helping with something like he, this? He'd love to help, and I unfortunately didn't think to contact him in time for this one. On the previous one, it didn't work out because being a cop, there are certain people that don't want him involved. Sure. But now would have been a good time, so I'll try and reach him by tomorrow. But for the next one, I'll definitely try and reach him. He cool. did want to help. And I see this is expanding out. I mean, it's, yeah. more is going to happen. It's going to get more popular. We're probably going to even eventually have them in multiple locations across the states. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Thank, uh, thanks, Mike, for sure. tonight. Thank Gail, you. thank you for sitting in as well. We're going to be back tomorrow night uh, with more live from the 2009 Liberty Forum. Woo!